Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming alive for the Mill Fuller Top Studio Boomer Sizing Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan Silocast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are, the free Odyssey app, you can feel it in the air as we get closer and closer to Giants and Eagles on Saturday at night in the divisional playoff round. I am now over it. You said, when are you going to get over this loss? I am now over it for the time being. It will haunt me for the rest of my life, but I am over it as far as personally in this week, and I am feeling the energy around town and seeing all the Giants jerseys everywhere and excited for this football game on Saturday night. So, of course, today and tomorrow we're going to get you all fired up for it if you aren't already and get you even more fired up for it if you are. And then some more Jets news yesterday as they go out and get the dumbest man in football and interview him for their offensive coordinator job in Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, a guy who... That's not not right. Hold on. That's not right. Dumbest man in football. All right, maybe the second dumbest man in football, only behind Ed Donatel. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Man, that that is a really unkind way of looking at things. Some guys are not uh, cut out to be head coaches. Yeah. We've seen that time and again, over and over and over again. And other guys seem to seamlessly step right in and do a great job. And unfortunately for Nathaniel Hackett, who does have a very good resume as an offensive uh, coach and an offensive uh, play caller and things of that nature, you know, he's not, he may be like one of the worst coaches when it comes to being a head coach, and it's not for everybody. And, and by the way, he was also handed a very difficult situation with a quarterback that had signed a massive extension that, you know, he had never met before, never been around before. I don't Yeah, think. but that quarterback also played the worst football of his life and things got a lot better, as you told me, uh, when the interim head coach got in there because he changed almost everything that they were doing as far as preparation and they actually looked like they had a pulse the last couple of weeks yeah, of the season. Yeah, well, you know, the, what he did is he reconfigured the way the coaches were going to coach the game. The quarterback coach was going to be on the field. The offensive coordinator was going to be up in the booth. That was a flip. Uh, and they also put pads on in practice. Now, they can only put pads on in practice so many times during the year, believe it or not. And you got to be really, really careful as a coach when you ask your players to do that. Because if you're doing it and you're breaking a union rule or a CBA rule, I should say, you're going to get reported on that and you're going to get fined. So there's there's also that dynamic that was going in there as well. Plus, he was one of these newfangled coaches who obviously did not connect with a lot of his players. Yes, and very quickly, by the way, because, of course, this was not even a one and done. It was a 75% of a season and done for Nathaniel Hack. And he also went through an ownership change there, which is another big reason why they weren't going to 
tolerate it because it's like, listen, we, this guy is is not cutting it, and we have the money to go out and maybe get a better coach right away. No, it was week one. It was week one at Seattle. Yeah. That's where it all happened. Sure. You know, they, they he held the ball for like some ridiculous field goal attempt to try to win a game and did not put the ball in the hands of his, you know, $250 million new quarterback. And you remember that whole thing politically, Russell was playing it in the media and everybody was playing it in the media. When in actuality, I think he was, he was trying to protect his quarterback is what I think he was trying to do. And it ultimately backfired on him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was right off the bat. Russell Wilson against the Seahawks. Nathaniel Hackett right after the week one game was being criticized and it didn't stop until he lost his job later in the season. Now, as far as the Jets go, I mean, already we're hearing it again. Well, if Nathaniel Hackett gets hired as a Jets offensive coordinator, then that means that they're going after Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is a possibility. Well, that's what the Broncos thought, too. And it didn't end up happening. And Aaron Rodgers went back to the Green Bay Packers, and they ended up with a washed-up Russell Wilson on a horrible contract. So I wouldn't be so sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to go running to the New York Jets to finish his career because donkey Nathaniel Hackett decided to move into yeah, Florida. Right, all right, all right. We have to call everybody names this morning? Yes, there's coaches I that mean, just drive were, me I, nuts. I know, but I thought you Coaches were, I that drive me you nuts. You started off the show by saying... incestuous league where these guys get opportunities over and over again. Sons of coaches. It just drives me nuts. And there's these people that just get recycled and chewed in and spit out, and then they're just hanging around forever, and they got no business still coaching. That's the stuff that drives me crazy. Nathaniel Hackett was exposed as a guy who got on the back of Secretariat, and then when he got off Secretariat, he was below average. That's what happened. Below average. Below average. Right, okay. So, but, you know, now he's trying to start his career back over again. And again, I would say that this would be a very tough spot for him to do that, given the quarterback situation right now and uh, whatever the Jets are going to do at that position. I mean, I, I... at this point, I, I'm about as confused as everybody else is around here, just trying to figure out where they're going to go and what they're going to try to do here. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it enough to have his father around here for those three years or four years? I know. It's just Paul the way it is. I mean, now you got to go and get Nathaniel Hackett in here. I mean, Guys, I know. You know, that comes to it's all the Mike Shanahan stuff. You know, it's that whole West Coast offense and, and how it has uh, evolved over the years. It's, you know, it's a... I think there's a comfort level for Rob Solid, you know, knowing Nathaniel, knowing the background and having connections within that world, that group of people, that group of men that, you know, have turned out to be really good head coaches. Yeah. And so that that's where they're plucking from. At least that's where they're looking into. They're not really looking. I, I don't think. And, and I don't feel like they're looking outside uh of, of that particular kind of lineage of, of coaches. Yeah, I mean, the longer this goes on, the more I'm sure they're sitting around going, oh, maybe we should have kept Mike LaFleur around a little bit longer because Daryl Bevel, which was one of the top targets that we had heard of going into this thing, rejected a chance to interview for the Jets because he said, no, thank you. No, thank All you right. is right. It's not, it's not an easy job. And anybody that steps into that job right now, the realities of the league, and I'm, I'm not... I'm just pointing out what past situations have turned out to be. When you fire a coordinator on either side of the ball, right in the middle of the the, the head coach's you know career, like his what did he sign a five year deal? Yeah. So we're right in the middle of uh, you know of Rob Sala's career, and you start firing coaches in the middle of that, you know your your chances of overall success moving on that is very slim, very slim.
somebody who may take this job may end up finding themselves blown out of here next year if they if they get off to a bad start or things start spiraling uh, you know, sideways or going sideways, I should say. Yeah, now if you're not going to go get Lamar Jackson and pair him up with a <clears throat> with an offensive coordinator that, that fits him perfectly, which is still something I think is a possibility for the Jets, and we'll see how that plays out over the offseason, then I think the best thing that you can do, even though it puts tremendous pressure on Rob Sala, but he's got tremendous pressure on him anyway uh, going into this season, is bringing in Frank Reich, making him the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Because that that solves so many things. That's what it does. Assistant head coach. Yeah, okay. Assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. Right. I know you would hate that. I know oh. you would absolutely hate it. Oh, but it, it provides that calming <laughs> voice and experience and offensive mind that the Jets need all wrapped into one. Now, he's not going to come here and be Mike LaFleur's replacement. You know, that's not something that Frank Reich's interested in. But he'd come here if he was going to be the assistant head coach. Time, a timeout. He's not going to be just hold an on, offensive hold coordinator. Hold on. I'll tell you that much. Hold on. Guy deserves a head coaching job. Hey, pump the brakes there. Uh, (laughs) Man, just take it easy, all right? Well, I know you're throwing all these things out there at me, and this is my buddy you're talking about, and I'm like... All I'm doing is praising him. I I know you are. I understand that, but you don't know what he wants. I'm guessing. He wants to be a head coach. That's what I just said. I said he deserves to be a head coach, but if that opportunity doesn't arise, then the second best thing is to be an assistant head coach with a guy whose head is in the, the, the vice right now and uh, go in and try to save the Jets' offense. Oh, come on. That's what I would do. Yeah, okay. I'd slip right in there and be like, this guy's an idiot. I'm going to take over next year. <laughs> it's not, they're not going <laughs> to. Hey, number one, that's not who Frank is. That's how Frank operates. All right, Frank, so if he's you not. Know, and you know that. How I many know. times have I told you that? I know. So that even makes my point further because he would not be the guy that you'd really feel like is going to threaten you or gun for your job. He's not going to be the, you know, the shiv master, the shankopotamist that that's right. Williams not, that's, was. That's, that's not who he is. So that's, that, right. so that's another reason why it would, it would make sense. I mean, who are you bringing in now? Like, to me, Nathaniel Hackett, unless Aaron Rodgers is coming, and that's just for Aaron Rodgers to be comfortable, not because Nathaniel Hackett gets the best out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So that, that to me, doesn't matter. Unless he's coming and that helps him, then Nathaniel Hackett, to me, is a bad hire. I get think what we there. do is, so, you know, we get, we get Aaron Rodgers here, then he can come on with us on Wednesdays huh. or Tuesdays, right? He I would. Guess. At this point, he would. He would. You think he would? Uh, he's do, he does interviews all over the place, man. He did, like, you know, three hours with Bill Maher. Sit there drinking cognac and talking about all the other stuff that he does. So he he would definitely do it. Aaron Rodgers would be we could a drink uh, tequila. We could. We, and that would be great. But I I still don't think he'd come to the Jets. But anyway, the the point is that Nathaniel Hackett. The only reason you would hire Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator is if it brings Aaron Rodgers. And that to me is not a possibility. So where are you going now? Daryl Bevel doesn't want the job. <laughs> where honestly? Who who is the guy that's going to be that much better than Mike Lafleur as we sit here now with these candidates? So the thing, the really, what it comes down to is like, what kind of contract would the Jets offer somebody? I would imagine. And the thing about it is, is that most of the guys that would even consider us now. By the way, Nathaniel Hackett has more than enough money. He doesn't have to coach this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You should do the whole thing that Cliff Kingsbury's yeah, doing. Yeah, but, he, but he's a young guy, and you know what? He probably wants to stay in the league, and he and he feels like the insecurity that comes along with being a coach in this league is like, you know, if I get an opportunity, I got to take it because I got to stay in the mix. Yeah. 
So, I, you know, I, he doesn't have to take the job. Just like I was saying, Frank doesn't have to take any job that he doesn't want to right now. Yeah, I mean, and I, if, for me, I always think that it'd be a good thing to take a year off. Like Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson did, yeah, yeah and, I mean, and waited and look at what he got. Exactly. And I think that Doug Peterson and Frank Reich, with the history that they have, I'm sure Frank's paying attention to that situation and how it worked hey, out. Look, Frank could probably go get a job with the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni, really, really good friends. He and Doug Peterson are great friends. I mean, there's not like there's like a, a lack of opportunity for Frank. No, there's I know. There's a million things that he could do if he wants to. No, I, I agree, but I mean, uh, uh, just like I said yesterday with Lamar Jackson, if I'm the Jets, I'm going top-notch in every regard at this top point. Top-notch. Top-notch in every regard. Top-notch the, the, uh, available quarterback, Lamar Jackson. If you can't do that, I'm top-notch coach. I'm not messing around with some of this nonsense. So, all right, the four candidates that they have talked to so far with the Jets and their OC search, and this is from Rich Samini and also Diana Rossini of ESPN. So Rich uh, Samini tweets out, all right, Marcus Brady. You familiar with Marcus Brady? Yeah, Frank had to fire Marcus Brady in Indianapolis this year. All right. was not, it was, he didn't want to do it, but again, he was pressured to do it. Yeah, so former Colts offensive coordinator Marcus Brady yes. is one of those guys. All right, so Daryl Bevel was on that list, but he turned down the interview. All right, okay. so that's that. Now, this one to me is just on the surface. I don't know this guy, but on the surface, Nick Cayley, the Patriots tight ends coach. Now, they had a miserable time in New England trying to figure out offense because they hired two guys there, or Bill Belichick did, that really didn't have a ton of offensive you experience. Know, there's got to be a connection there somewhere. Somebody has a connection, somebody in the front office. I don't know if Rob Sala knows him, but, I mean, the last thing I would do was, was hire anybody off of that staff because we've seen how that has gone both at the head coaching position and when, when those guys go and leave and go somewhere else. Right. Okay. It doesn't really work out so well. So there's two more guys, and they're both from the Philadelphia Eagles. Kevin Petulo, yep, who is the Eagles passing game coordinator. Yeah. I can already hear it now. Fire Petulo, get Petulo out of here. <laughs> Who's this Petulo? I mean, bro, you bring in Petulo. <laughs> okay. I mean, freaking, you could put Petulo, bro. All right, so All that's right. him, and then uh, Eagles quarterback coach Brian Johnson. As well, both guys from the Eagles. So those are the, the those are the guys that they have spoken so to. So basically, the guys that they're talking to about the Eagles, you know, that's Nick Sirianni's offense, that's Frank's offense, that's yeah, you know, that's what that is. Sure, and of course, uh, yeah, but they also have Jalen Hurts. They also have AJ Brown. They also, yeah. yep. you know, have uh, Devonta Devonte Smith. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. like that they don't have guys that are out there running around making plays. Exactly. So, and then of course Nathaniel Hackett on that on that list as well. So it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't really blow you away. Yeah. I mean, and. If you now you've got uh, several but problems. You have no quarterback here right now, and the question that I would have, yeah, would be uh, if I if they were interviewing me for the job. Yep, I'd say, okay, who's the quarterback? What what are your expectations? They probably don't even and know the, the answer. And the question to them, I would imagine, is what do you think of our quarterback? What do you think of Zach Wilson? Do you think he has something? Do you think you can get it out of him? Do you think he'll be he's uh, you know can be a player in this league? I'm sure those are all the types of questions that are being asked to the perspective. OCs here. Saying this is what I think would go on with those answers. So a guy like Daryl Bevel is probably like, no way. All right. I've gone, I've been an interim head coach. I've been a coordinator for a very long time. I'm not going and pinning my future to Zach Wilson. I could stay right here and be okay. Someone who is a tight ends coach, a quarterback coach, whatever, who wants to work his way up the ladder, make more money, get his name out there, that person is probably like, yeah, 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 I can fix him. I can do it. This is the opportunity I want. Finally, I can be an offensive coordinator. 
So I think depending on who you're talking to, you're going to get a different answer. Yeah, this was the offensive coordinator, Darrell Bevel, Bevel was for the Seattle Seahawks. And you remember, you know, that whole thing that went down with Russell Wilson and the Super Bowl. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn yeah. Lynch right. and, and all that crap. And, yep. and, you know, he was he was there for a while and actually had a lot of success with Russell Wilson and basically one play, the interception of, by Malcolm Butler, basically ruined the whole thing. Yeah. No, Darrell Bevel would have been a good hire. I mean, he's got, that's the type he's got, of... He's got the, he's got the history and the resume, yes. Right, absolutely. And that's what the Jets need. They need an experienced offensive mind. On this staff. So if you're going to replace Mike LaFleur, who had put in this offense and was doing the things that they wanted to do offensively, occasionally with quarterbacks that were competent, and replace him with someone else's tight end coach or quarterback coach or passing game coordinator, I don't think you're doing a good enough job. It's got to be a really hard job to fill with the guy that you want to fill it simply because I don't know if the guy coming in that is doing the interview would want to coach a quarterback-less team right now. Yeah, I mean... And want to know exactly what the plan is. Like, who am I coaching? Right, I mean, and if Joe Douglas is given the answer, like, well, you know, we could be Zach, depending on what happens. We're going to make a run at Lamar Jackson, but I don't know if he's going to come here. I mean, that's not... That's an uncertainty that a coach doesn't want to hear. Right, and that's exactly right. Especially coaches that are former head coaches that have... You know, three or four years left in their contracts that are being paid by their initial teams. And you've got another job out on the West Coast that any qualified candidate that has a choice between the Jets and the Chargers is going to go to the Chargers because of Justin Herbert. 100%. And, and I'm sure Brandon Staley, from a coaching perspective, is probably a joy to work with, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a very good uh, guy to work with, even though it didn't work out well for him and he makes some goofy decisions. But it, it just goes to show you that the Spanos family does like him. The the players do like him. The general manager likes him out there. And uh, now the question is, you know, that would be a job that if, boy, if it were open and I was looking to get a OC job, that would be the one that I want. Because I would think that would be the one that you could actually create an, a head coaching job opportunity for yourself out of the success of that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It's been a fast week. Can't believe it. Tomorrow's going to be a feel-good football Friday. Talking about the Jets and Eagles, and that's two days away now. Incredible. Giants and Eagles. That was what I say. Jets. Yeah, oh, my God. You got the Jets on your brain. Oh, my trying God. To figure the Jets on my coordinator and, huh? and quarterback could have been. Make a lot of errors, man. Uh, Giants. <laughs> Giants and Eagles, of course. And the reason I had the Jets on the brain is because this Nathaniel Hackett thing that I heard yesterday was just driving me crazy. Absolutely driving me nuts. You can't hire that guy. You got enough idiots on that Jets coaching staff. <laughs> you can't then get the biggest idiot and put him on there. I mean, what you guys want to keep your jobs or not? Man, oh man! Wow, you're rough this morning. I it, thought you said you got over the biking loss. And I did. No, that, now that, you're taking it out of the Jet coaching staff. I'm. <laughs> they blew it towards the end of the season. Nathaniel Hackett, right in front of us, showed how incompetent he was. It's not like I'm going out on a limb with any of this stuff. This is the results that we saw. It's this is not a contrarian take. These are the results we saw. And by the way, if Frank Reich did end up on that Jets coaching staff, how the hell would you handle that? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to check out. I think. <laughs> check well, yeah, honestly, out. I, I, uh, I I remember when he was here uh, interviewing when Todd Bowles was got the job. Mm-hmm. It came down to him and Frank. And, and when they announced Todd Bowles, I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually sometimes worse. With the fans being an offensive coordinator. I really do believe like that guy gets more criticism than anybody. Especially with the Jets. Yeah. Over the years. Certainly. Uh, the voice you just heard was Chris Lepresti. CeeLo is with us. And he's got an update. What's going on, Chris? All right. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. And yes, I agree with you. It is going fast. Heading towards Saturday night in Phillies. We gear up for Giants-Eagles round three. Of course, with everything on the line. Uh, Not an unfamiliar destination for the Giants. But the added significance of the game makes the hostile environment a storyline. Saquon Barkley well aware of it. Their fan bases. It's crazy. They're going to be loud. Uh, there's going to be chairs. There's going to be bulls. And there might be some double birds. Uh, that's, that's Philly. And the last time down there earlier this season, they had a bit of a sh- uh, story to share. It was funny when we were coming into the game last time. Uh, we were coming in, and we were like, there's like a little kid and his parent. And like, I was just like, staring. I was like, I'm going to see if he's going to flip us off. He's going to flip us off. <laughs> and he did it. He just gave us a thumbs down. I was like, okay, we're growing. We're growing. We're going the right direction here. <laughs> I think it might be a little different this time around. Now, if they see oh, that yes. same kid, oh man, maybe the thumbs down gets turned the other way, but with a different digit. Those Giants fans that go that aren't in a large group, like the big blue travel people, are going to be in that very large group sitting together. So that does help. But like the isolated Giant fan, father, son, two buddies, three buddies that are there. If the Eagles win on the way out of that stadium or in the fourth quarter, if it's been decided, is going to be hell for those people. What about the unique? Uh Thing where you have a couple, one's a Giant fan and one's an Eagle fan. I think that you're protected in that. You think yeah, you're protected yeah. in that situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's different. Yeah, right. Cancel each other. I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, like, I, let's say, let's say the woman is the Eagle fan and the guy is the Giant fan. What do, they, do you think the woman's gonna like stand by as they beat the crap out of her significant other? Probably, yeah, I think no. so. Yeah, no, I'm telling <laughs> you, protect, protected in a couple situations. There's a guy, regular caller to. WFA and called a million times. He calls every overnight. Mitchell in Fort Lee. Who's yeah, yeah. Someone who has showed up to our softball games. He's a limo driver. And he said he's going. He's And he's going just like him and somebody else. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're probably going to get some beer dumped on us and some hot dogs. Thrown. I'm just like, why are you going to sign up for that? Like, no matter how the game goes, you're going to be harassed. I just don't understand. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go get some beer dumped on me and called a bunch of horrible names. Oh, whatever it is, what it is. But and you're going to pay how much money to go to this game and get uh, get completely harassed? How you were activated last Friday for about 15 minutes? I mean, yeah. the Giant fan has been activated for like the last six to seven weeks. Doesn't mean you got to go. And yeah. I feel like that they have they have to go. They they just have to go. And I, I I actually respect that. Or if you go, can't you do it like incognito, where you just dress no, neutral? No, because that's not fun. It could That's be fun. fun. You're there and you're watching. If they if the Giants win, you're watching the Eagle fans suffer in person. Well, Jerry told a story yesterday when he went to an Eagle Cowboy game and did not have. He did exactly that. No jersey, no team affiliation, just no a regular cheering, shirt. Just watching the game. No cheering. And then they figured out as the game went on that he wasn't cheering like the Eagle fans were cheering. <laughs> like, on hey, the way that out. guy's not cheering. Right. He's not one of us. And they started pelting him with all sorts of stuff <laughs> as he was leaving. So that doesn't work either. <laughs> Sniffed him right out. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Uh, in any event, we know both giant coordinators have been requested for head coach interviews but not dealing with that uh, this week. Fully focused on the Eagles. Here's Wink Martindale pledging his love for his current job. When I came here as, as a giant, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a stepping stone for me. It was a destination. I love it here in New York. I love the city. I think it's the greatest city in the world. I think it's the greatest fans in the world. He said he'll deal with the interview request somewhere down the road. For now, it's all about stopping Jalen Hurts and company. And that other guy who's been uh, quite the thorn in the side of the Giants for a while now. Why has Boston Scott been able to basically be a Hall of Famer against the Giants? <laughs> well, if it's, it predates my time here, I, I, can't, I can't answer that. You know, I mean, he's a good running back. And later said he's not a giant killer. Of course, the numbers would suggest otherwise. Scott's got 18 touchdowns in his career. Ten of them have come against the Giants. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he has scored at least one in each of the games in which he has faced them. So. Well, the interesting thing is Miles Sanders, I think, is averaging around 70 yards a game, like the last four or five games, but no touchdowns. They give it to him when they get yeah. down inside the red zone. Especially against the Giants. Yeah, yeah well, okay. See what happens. I told Al this morning, if you're a Giant fan and you're looking to hedge and maybe make a little money, if the Giants should lose the game, Boston Scott's plus 390 on FanDuel to score a touchdown in this game. Really? As of this morning, that's what it's Anytime like. Anytime touchdown that's plus 390? I'll double check. Maybe that was first touchdown, but no, it would have to be higher than that if it was first touchdown in the game. Wow. I'll double check on that. For that now, that to me... To Boomer's point, I mean Sanders gets more touches usually. I know, but it gets but we, as we've talked about, yeah. ten of his eighteen touchdowns against the Giants. I understand. So I mean that that is Let me double check. Make that's sure interesting right to that. me. Yeah, plus three ninety anytime touchdown. There you go. Wow! Fire it in. You're like uh, our very own Eddie Brown, the jockey. Exactly. Well, he's got a hit though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Got a hit though. My my. You feel good about that? About Boston Scott? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not as a Giant fan. Well, I, I know, but you're, are you expecting Well, him? history suggests that he gets decent, pretty good odds, good value. Then again, for him being plus 390, that seems a little too enticing. Maybe Vegas knows something. 
They always do, don't yeah, they? they? The only so. guy that beats Vegas is Eddie Brown, the sports betting jockey. Who did he have last night? He had or he won. He won again. Uh, 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 Alabama State hmm. is who he had. And who was their mascot or nickname? I don't remember. <laughs> no idea. But he did Alabama tweet State. the official Twitter account of Alabama State saying the spotlight is on you guys tonight. Go out and get the job. I done. did start following him, and I know others have, have have made this complaint or this observation. It's hard if you're looking for the pick. There's a lot of tweets to sift through to find. Whoever he might be on in any given night. Well, he's just figuring it out. There's a lot going That's, on. You know, he's got a lot of things yeah. happening. And Walking it's, the dog. Uh, stream of consciousness, yeah. man. A lot, a lot happening. Yeah, they were against Alabama A&M. Mm, big what? Alabama showdown. What was it? Was it State and A&M. Now I'm, now I'm confused. Maybe it wasn't that Second game. Second guessing it. Oh. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't tailed the last couple of his picks. North Alabama. North, North Alabama, Alabama, not Alabama State. Why'd you get Sorry. off tailing? Uh, because I I don't watch the, I don't end up watching the games. So I got a buddy who bet 120 on the game and it paid out 200 uh, 222.56. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought Boomer's buddies are tar. <laughs> yeah, North Alabama Lions against the Central <laughs> I mean, Arkansas I, Bears. All my all my buddies were all over this guy. Everyone of mine is too. I just I I don't know. Well, I, yeah, okay. It paid. Wait a second. Let me see that again. Those numbers don't. He made a hundred bucks on it. Minus one seventeen. Okay, yeah. You, know, you said paid out two twenty. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he made a hundred bucks. Yeah, one twenty to win. He's happy. Yeah. Send him ten bucks. Yeah, I know that the the point for a lot of people is to win money, but for me, I like to be able to watch it, get into it, get the juice out of it, and I'm just me sitting there watching these games on ESPN Plus late at night just doesn't feel right. That I think that's why. What do you mean doesn't feel right? You feel like what sleazy? No, just because, like I'm not yeah. using my time correctly. Oh, I, you know so what I'm just saying? just follow the score on an we app only, or something. You only have X amount of time on Earth. And that's <laughs> like, I just don't feel like that's the right way Watching to use North it. North Alabama? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but I do Al like... cool game? <laughs> <laughs> not a cool game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do like winning money. Everybody does. So I should just do that. But it just doesn't... You should do it. Throw yeah. a show on with Gina. You track the score on the CBS Sports app and make, You're a, right. make a little money. So while the moment the that Eddie makes a pick, it automatically becomes a cool game, right? I suppose it would if you uh, are involved in it money-wise, yes. I think a lot of people seem to be involved in it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Like a, he's on a fifteen, sixteen heater or something like that. Now. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and he's like eight of nine now in picks that he's made with us since we yes yeah, since we have found out who he is. You got to jump on it quick though, because he th these lines do seem to be moving because people are getting involved. Yeah, whatever. When he puts a pick in, it seems like by the time you circle around to it, it might be a point point and a half different. He got a lot of followers yesterday. He's up to 12,000 followers. Wow. As, well, as one of my buddies says, he knows all these obscure basketball, like college basketball teams. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is, and that's why he has an edge, and he does this research, and he finds these lines, the and value. he's just, yeah, he's basically, he's finding the weakest link when it comes to odds makers and analytics, and he's, he's, uh, he's exposing that. That's what he's doing. You know, because not everybody's paying attention to Arkansas State, North Alabama, Utah Valley, and he's there and he's studying it. Seattle. He knows what's going on. Seattle University, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I, I, and he's smart. He's like, I'm not going up against the NFL. I don't bet NFL unless someone gives me a pick because those are the best odds makers in the world. So he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's working out. Good. I mean, proof's in the pudding here. That's right.
He's got the resume to back it up, no doubt. A lot of underdog talk in Cincinnati yesterday, more specifically how the Bengals don't feel like they should be underdogs against anybody. That was from Zach Taylor to Joe Burrow to Joe Mixon. It was pretty much the theme. As for Burrow, so locked in on the Bills right now. He showed up for his press conference with a uh, bit of a wardrobe malfunction. Hello? Switch numbers? <laughs> I guess I put the wrong one on. <laughs> 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 sits down in the practice jersey with the number eight on, which is Brandon Allen. He's, of course, number nine. And then uh, once they brought it to his attention, he quickly realized uh, the error. So what happened was I forgot about the press conference. And so I also have new pants on. And so I threw my jersey back on, but apparently it wasn't my jersey. <laughs> Has it been that type of day? I guess it's been that kind of kind of day, huh? So do we think that's a good sign for the Bengals or a uh, bad I think sign? he's fine. He's 100% fine. <laughs> he's just, I mean, my kid's great. I love him. Yeah. I mean, man, uh, I, I would, he wouldn't, everything that he has done in his career, like in the last like four years, wouldn't be surprised to go right up there and they beat Buffalo. Sure. We're not, you know, the only thing that I worry about right now is their offensive line is in shambles. Yes. What, three starters? Yes. Down? Yes. Left, left tackle and right tackle. But the right tackle. Tackles. All right. I think the right tackle that they have now is actually playing better than the right tackle he placed. Yeah. What was, uh, what's the left? Uh, Jonah the Williams? Uh, no, the left tackle. Oh, Jonah Jordan Williams is out. Williams, he dislocated yeah. his kneecap. Yeah. Oof. I mean, the Ravens just basically took out two offensive linemen, one in week 18 and one, you know, and one in the playoff game. That's what they do. That's exactly what they do. Joe Burrow, coolest player in the NFL right now? He's up there, man. He's got a lot of confidence, a lot of swag. I don't like the bucket hats that he wears, though. That's one thing. It's better when he's just got like the hair flowing, but the, his his hair is uh, pretty hats and all that stuff. I'm not. That's the one thing I would I would criticize. Other than that, I still think he's the coolest guy in the game. Coolest guy in the game. Very right smooth. Now. Very smooth. This guy we used to think was kind of smooth when he uh, played at the Garden. Porzingis hits another three-pointer. He's got 20. And a lead just like that is back up to 16. He's been feasting straight on with the hoop, folks. Mike Breen on MSG. This, this, this game was like one of those middle-of-the-NBA season games <laughs> where the Knicks mailed it in. I mean, mailed it in right from the beginning. And even Jalen Brunson said that after the game. And I know it's hard. Look, they got a lo- they got a long season. They just beat these guys in Washington, and you know, poor Singers. Oh yeah. God. And by the way, he had some extended comments on his time uh, with the Knicks. I don't really care. I oh, don't no. really care. Okay, He's well, made I'm, a lot of money I'm here. Have to play those Shut for you up. Later on. Who cares? Man, like if I just like woke up and hadn't watched NBA basketball for a couple of years, I would have had no idea who was on the court last night with those Wizards uniforms. No clue. <laughs> I, it would have taken me at least 15, 20 guesses to figure out, like just looking at the colors of who, who they are. Like, what team is this? What team Not is this? Not the players. Not what the players. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are they playing? Well, every team has like 17 different you know, I know. It's gotten out of control. Now, so. This one is probably the worst. Like it has absolutely no resemblance to their regular no, uniforms. not at all. I bet the one thing I'll say, you know, Christoph Porzingis has grown up. When he was here, he was a kid. Yes. And he, you know. Teenager. He, yes, of course. Christoph Porzingis. Christoph. I mean, you're not a victim. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're making millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why you are I, not a freaking victim. I would like to play these comments okay. for you, and I think you will appreciate them. I hope so. So he had a double-double last night, as did Kyle put on some weight. Yeah, well, he's grown up, like you said. Yeah. He's an adult now. You were calling me a child, even though I'm going to be 37 next week. Well, you look like it. Well, right. He doesn't, though. That's the difference. You dress in your garanimals and everything else. Garanimals? Yeah. Well, I don't even know what that is. 
Wait, CeeLo's looking a little older these days with the gray on the side of his hair. Yeah, doesn't look like a child. Yeah, right. You're, you're actually, uh, kids, clothing. Oh, kids clothing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, by the way, I, I see what this that is. is. Your, yeah, that is yeah, my thing. So yeah. I wouldn't be calling. <laughs> what are you wearing? Are you wearing sweats today? No, no sweats. I got okay. black pants on. Nice. It's all good. Okay. Anyway, uh, Wizards did beat the Knicks 116-105. So the Knicks now uh, are the only team in the league above 500 overall, but with a losing record at home. They're 11 and yeah, It's unbelievable. They can't like, home floor. I know everybody wants to come in and play their best game at yep. Madison Square Garden, but man, it's supposed to be a home court advantage. Yeah. That's Especially in the NBA. Yep. That's right. Nets and Suns tonight on the fan coverage at 9.50. Also, the uh, Bruins took down the Islanders last night, 4-1. to Boston beats everybody, though. Hopefully, they won't beat the Rangers tonight. Uh, well, hopefully, the they're tired out a little bit. But I don't know. Watching that uh, third period last night, they were skating around like it was ice capades. Oh, they're they're doing that against everybody right now. Yeah, so they're we'll unbelievable. see how that goes. Rangers-Bruins, the Islanders turn around, visit Buffalo, and you got the Devils out in Seattle against the Kraken. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Wink Martindale spoke to the media yesterday. The Giants' great defensive coordinator who has helped turn this defense into a blitzing, get-in-your-face defense. And yes, they've had some issues stopping the run, and that's because the linebackers right now just really aren't talented enough. That's something that Joe Shane's got to figure out. But both Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka have been contacted by teams to interview for head coaching jobs. Neither one of them are going to do that until their playoff run is over. Now, I love that from a fan standpoint. Focus in on this playoff game. You got hired to be our coach. Let's go. Go and beat the Eagles. 
However, I wonder if this was a personal decision not to interview during this week by Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale or Brian Dable said, hey, guys, like, let's not do any interviews during this week. Let's focus on our jobs. And then you'll have plenty of time to do that afterwards, presumably. I mean, they could go to the Super Bowl and they wouldn't have as much time. But I just found that interesting because we see so many times in other situations, these coordinators they will go and interview the week before they have a playoff game because they don't want to miss out on these opportunities because these organizations want to hire somebody as fast as possible to get their guy and then also get the assistant coaches that they want. So it's really like an arms race as soon as the season ends. So do you think that Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka made this decision? Or do you think the Giants told them, mm, you're not going and doing anything? You know, right now? I, I think it's the individual coaches that make the decision because they, the, the ownership and they can't get in the way. You know, they, everybody is trying to, you know, upward mobility, that kind of thing. And these guys have hit the iron while it's, it's hot. And I just, they'll, they'll get interviews. I don't think they're going to get coaching jobs though. I don't, I don't, maybe Kafka, I don't know about, Wink. Wink's a little rough, man. You know, he's he's like your grizzled defensive coordinator, you know, and, and I know the guys love playing for him, and I know they love playing for him down in, in Baltimore, but, like, he's got a little Rex Ryan in him. Sure, which was a good thing for the Jets. It was, and it's exactly what the Jets needed, especially with the quarterback personality that they had. They needed a big-time head coach with a big personality and a, and a big aura around him, and whatever the negativity that was around the Jets at the time, you know, he basically blew it all away. Yeah, and, and Wick Martindale might be just one of those guys that's a great coordinator and the perfect guy to have when you've got a head coach in his first year like Brian Dayball is, and maybe that's going to be the future of him. But I'm sure he still wants to interview for head coaching jobs, and maybe somebody wants to hire him. But the coach that is getting the job most of the time now is the offensive guy, just the way it is. I mean, the, the grizzled, old defensive coordinator generally doesn't get those jobs. Now, Vic Fangio did with the Denver Broncos. Didn't really work out there either. So, And Rex Ryan did, of course, a number of years ago, and it did work out here at the Jets. I think that it would have to be the perfect situation. It would, it would have to be that organization that hasn't had success, that needs somebody to come in and shake things up. You know, like sort of what Dan Campbell did with the Detroit Lions. And if you pair Wink Martindale with a with a really experienced offensive guy, even though I know you don't love that, you love the head coach to be involved in everything, maybe it could work. Now, Kafka, you know, I really do think if, if Kevin O'Connell could get a job like he did last year, Mike Kafka can get a job this year. Well, especially with his resume. Exactly. I mean, it's not just what he did with the Giants this year. He came from the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody wants a piece of that. They want a piece of either the Sean McVay staff or they want a piece of whatever Andy Reid is pumping out. Well, For the most right. part, other than Eric Bieniem. Again, I'm going to tell you, you got to go back to the Mike Shanahan staff. That's yeah. where the Sean McVay people have come from. That's sure. where Kyle Shanahan came from. They were all together down in Washington, and now they're all growing up and... Look, I, the the Kyle Shanahan thing out in San Francisco is like the perfect situation. You know, you got a GM and you got a, a personnel director out there that have basically selected some of the best players in the draft and have extended them or made trades to get guys. And remember, like, it was like four or five years there in a row. They just kept drafting defensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive linemen. Uh, and then they were able to take some of those defensive linemen they had drafted and traded and got assets back and then were able to get offensive linemen or, or draft a guy like Debo Samuel and then decide, oh, you know what? In the middle of all this, let's trade for Christian McCaffrey. 
know, that's smart people, man. And they're winning with a third-string rookie freaking quarterback who looks like he's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, and John Lynch was a guy that we talked about maybe wanting to leave that job and going to TV and all those things, and that apparently was a real possibility for him. I mean, he's done an amazing job out there. I know it's not just him, and it's a big staff and everything else, and the Giants actually... They got got great player personnel people out there. And the Giants interviewed one of those guys. It was between him and Joe Shane. I forget the guy's name now that was underneath John Lynch. And he went back there to San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've done there is is remarkable. The combination of the coach and the general manager there is really the example. He could be the best in football. And I, I mean, the Giant fan, as thrilled as they are this year and the way this has turned out, you know, I'm sure they're going to be even more thrilled for next season and what the potential could be, especially if the coaching staff is intact. You know, it's it's interesting that Brian Dable is most likely going to be one of two coaches to be named Coach of the Year. And all the reasons why, and we all know what he had to deal with when he had to inherit this, and Joe Shane, for that matter, could be Executive of the Year. You never know. But when you look at what San Francisco's done or what Doug Peterson's done, you know, I mean, San Francisco is... Is hasn't lost a beat with a third string rookie quarterback. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yep. A third string rookie quarterback, and they are an eleven and O team since Christian McCaffrey got there. Yeah, they have not lost a game. I mean, it is incredible. They've been on that run. This is a streak that is insane, and they are I, I just this is why I love them so much against the Cowboys. I, I just I haven't seen them lose in you know, months Christian months McCaffrey months. is like a combination of uh Tom Rathman and Roger Craig is what he is. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. He is an incre- incredible. I, he slithers through the offensive line and defensive lines and finds these holes. I don't know how he does it. I really do not know how he does it. And it's a shame that he had been hurt the last couple of years because we, we forget just how brilliant a player he is. Yeah. And that's the same thing with Debo Samuel. He gets hurt. And then, you know, you don't see him for three or four weeks. And then you're like, okay, now he's back on the field. And he catches catches the ball five yards from the line of scrimmage and goes down the sideline like he shot out of a cannon. Those are great players, man. Geo County Alive for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. It's the Thursday before divisional playoff weekend. Giants, Eagles, Saturday night. You can have a big party if you're a Giants fan. You can get everybody together. Most of you won't have work in the morning. You can go absolutely crazy, get all tuned up, and hopefully celebrate another Giants victory in the playoffs. And I do think that sometimes when a team doesn't play on that first week, whether it's the one seed the last couple of years or the one or two seed uh, prior to that, that both got to buy, you tend to forget how good they are because you're so wrapped up in wild card weekend. And then you just saw the team that they're playing win a game. Win a playoff game, and generally it's impressively because it's a playoff game. I think the other thing, too, is got to be a little tough watching uh, Bradbury play because he's been playing great for the Eagles. He didn't play so great for the Giants. This is the team also that, you know, is one of the leading rushing teams in a league uh, because of their quarterback, just like the Giants and their quarterback. It's also a team that has 70 sacks coming into this game. They got uh, four guys that have double-digit sacks. They're coming from all over the place. On that Week 18 game, Josh Sweat did not play against the Giants. 
Uh, as you pointed out, the giant linebacker situation is still a, in a state of flux, and they're trying to piece it together. Uh, it's not like you know Harry Carson and Carl Banks and LT are out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is a you know it's still a work in progress. And if somehow Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball, and Mike Kafka figure this thing out and somehow get it into the fourth quarter where it's competitive. That's that's the chance that they have. I, if they get blown out early on, then then I think it's going to be really hard to come back against this team. And the Giants really did neutralize the Vikings running game. Dalvin Cook was not much of a factor at all. There were a couple of drives where he got some chunk runs, 9 yards, 11 yards, but it really was shut down for the most part. Now, the way the game was going also dictated that because the Vikings had to throw a ton because they couldn't stop the Giants. So can the Giants neutralize the stay, stay, stay away from the three and outs on the Giant offensive side? Sure, I mean, and then they're you know they're going to have to neutralize that run game to a certain degree. I mean, I don't think they can p- completely shut them down. I don't think you're going to see like you know fifty yards rushing from the Eagles because they've got you know three guys that can do it, and one of them is the quarterback. But that's going to be a big factor now. Also, that Giants defensive line was beating up the Vikings offensive line the entire game. I mean, Dexter Lawrence was making huge plays. Well, Jason Kelsey and in the middle of that offensive line like he is in this offensive line. Right. Now, you had, that's what I was about to say, too. I mean, you had a guy in a center who was actually a, a very good center when healthy and Garrett Bradbury making his first start back after a back injury trying to block Dexter Lawrence was just impossible. And you had another third stringer out there at right tackle. You're not going to get that same type of issue with the Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles. No, they got, well, they got one of the best offensive lines in football. Exactly. And defensive lines to go along with it. So, look, I, I, um, no team has ever beaten the Giants three times in a season, by the way. That's interesting. Um, I don't know how many, uh, opportunities that the Giants have had, had that to have happen. I'm not sure, but all I know is that's never happened before. But, you know, there's something about a little bit of magic, a little bit of confidence, um, a little bit of experience on the coaching side of things. You know, the interesting thing, too, is that Nick Sirianni and Brian Dayball were on the same staff together. They worked together really closely. Brian Dayball was the offensive coordinator, I think it was back in 2012 for Kansas City. And Nick Sirianni was his wide receiver coach. Wow. I mean, you talk about recycled coaches. Yeah, I know. Here you go. You got uh, two head coaches that have been through the wars as assistants. Yeah, I mean, in this, like, it's, it's amazing to me how it, it keeps going on and on and on, but these guys have had success. They finally worked themselves up to head coach and they, and both of them are, have their teams in a divisional round and for different reasons. You know, I don't want to take away anything that Nick Sirianni's done. We've seen plenty of teams that had a ton of talent that don't get it done. So he's been able to do that. There is something. Well, Howie Roseman has done an unbelievable job. Just like we were talking about John Lynch and what he did in San Francisco. Howie Roseman down in Philadelphia has done with the draft. And, you know, they're going to have to pay, you know, Jalen Hurts a huge contract extension, you know, after this year because Jalen Hurts was a second round draft choice. There's no fifth year uh, option to protect the, the Eagles. He is now going into essentially his last year of his four year contract that he signed, and they're going to have to give him a massive extension. Did Carson Wentz get his deal? Before that 2017 season, it was where, right after it. All right, so this is now twice that that yeah, Howie, yeah. right Howie Roseman has done this. You know, why? Well, I actually don't think it was Howie. I, I don't think it was Howie that did it with Carson. I think it was somebody else. But remember. Howie was on that staff. Yeah, I think it was on that staff. But I don't think he was. I think he was. I have to go back and look. But if after, if I remember correctly, he was on the staff that brought in Chip Kelly. <clears throat> okay, and I think he was the guy that made those decisions. 
Then I feel like they moved him to a different part of the building when they brought in Doug Peterson. And then after Doug Peterson left, they brought him back. Okay. I, I kind of feel like some, something in that order, if I remember correctly. It's hard to... Yeah, I feel like he ended up coming... coming. But, there's, but there's no doubt that, he, number one, they got lucky drafting Jalen because Jalen has turned out to be such a great player. And um, I, I just think that he is built around him just like... Brandon Bean built around Josh Allen up in Buffalo. But I don't know. You know, it'd be interesting to know, like, when did they really understand that maybe they had something special at quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I saw at some point this year, for sure. Uh, it might have been before that. So, yeah, in 2010 to 2014, he would. Well, I mean, he's been with the Eagles. He's, he's been, been with the Eagles there, but I think they moved him out of the GM role. That's yeah, they, what I they like. did. So, this is right, so, like, so it, it, it forked, but it's, it's amazing, though, because these titles, these euphemistic titles. So at the end of 14, he went from general manager at the start of 15 to executive vice president of football operations. And then in 2019, they gave him the title executive vice president and general manager. So I, I have no idea. But bottom line is he's been there the entire time. I know what he's doing. And let's just put it this way. Twice the Philadelphia Eagles have taken full advantage of having a quarterback on a salary, a rookie salary, whether it's a first-round pick or a second-round pick, and then built a massive team around that position. And it worked, and they won a Super Bowl in 2017. Ended up being Nick Foles, not Carson Wentz, but still, they won the Super Bowl. They, they were they were, they were, were a good team, too. Man. Yeah, of course. Big, big defensive team. Yeah, and now in, in 2022 season, they have done it again with Jalen Hurts and built this massive team right now. The one seed, and who knows, they could get clipped this weekend. Uh, but this is how when you when you hit on somebody or you're in a position like the San Francisco 49ers are in where it's like a miracle that a seventh round pick is doing this. I mean, that is the best way to be able to build a roster and win a Super Bowl is when you're not you know, paying the quarterback. If Brock Purdy continues to do what he's done, first of all, he's done already enough to show me that he belongs. Okay? Yeah, I mean, and he does still make a few rookie mistakes like he'll try to escape out. Like, you know, Zach Wilson did and run backwards. Be careful. Don't do that. You know, you're a good athlete. You're not a great athlete. You got these big defensive linemen coming after you. And, you know, you're not going to be able to run away from Micah Parsons this week. So I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan is in his ear like, all right, come on. We got to get this ball out. We got to get it out. We got to kind of, we can't hold on to it. That kind of thing. We got to make decisions. And, you know, last week I also saw where he tried to force one down the field where he had Debo Samuel standing about 10 yards right in front of him, wide open, nobody around him. And he tries to force the, the ball down the field to uh, Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, those are things that I think I, I would think that Kyle Shanahan would say in his ear. All right, look, this is our shot play. We got something here. Let's go for it. And don't worry about anything else. Give it a chance down the field. I, he may have done that with him. Yeah, and that's going to be an awesome game. That's just going to be absolutely tremendous. <clears throat> Niners, Cowboys, you know, remind you of the 90s. These two teams have had remarkable seasons. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's go to uh, Greg in Somerset County. What's going on, Greg? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Eagles fan. Go Birds, number one. Number two, I remember what you're talking about with uh, Howie Rosen. He's been there forever, but Chip Kelly wrestled away the GM role from him for like two years. Uh, and they moved to the other side of the building. But when they, when they got rid of Chip, Chip Kelly, he got it back. So in, 27, so in 2017, when Doug Peterson was the coach, Howie Roseman was the one who had built that team. Right, and a big knock on Peterson was, oh, they just brought in a guy who's going to just be a yes man for uh, for Howie Roseman, like they always say about Aaron Boone and uh, Brian Cashman. Cashman. That was yeah. a whole knock on him. Yeah, did you want Doug Peterson fired when he got fired? 
No, I mean, it was weird at the time. It was like, hey, you got to pick Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz. And we didn't know that Carson Wentz was a big pile of garbage yet. So, yeah, kind of kind of was like, all right, if we've got to pick, then we'll stick with Carson Wentz. It's harder to find a quarterback. But, I mean, watching him last week, love the guy. You know, obviously, great visor look. Nothing not, not to like about Doug Peterson. Yeah, no, for sure, and and it, and luckily for you, it looks like you got another good head coach. So a little a little awkward, but yeah, he's still a good head coach. And seemed like the he's another one that brings the positive vibes, the positive me- me- uh, message. But he's got the edge you but, need. But though. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but the thing that you don't see inside the building. Yeah, he's got energy like personified. You know, it's one thing Frank told me. He goes, you know, when I lost Nick uh, to the to the Eagles, you know, I lost my Yang. No, I was the yin, he was the yang, you know, and he was the energy in the building. And, uh, you know, that was, a, I, I could never replace that. As much as he tried to replace it, tried to, you know, step in his shoes, there's certain personalities that really captivate people, and Nick Sirianni happens to be one of them. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking for. You can, you can have your players' backs, you can be the nice guy, whatever, you can be a player's coach, but you got to have that edge, and he clearly does. I mean, you saw what happened when they ended up beating the Colts, and he was basically saying, screw you to everybody. I did this for Frank, yeah, and it yeah. just was, was going nuts. I mean, it's just... I mean, he really has embraced that Philadelphia role, too. I mean, he just he kind of he fits. He's not from there, but he certainly fits in there. Uh, Mike and Bayshore, what's up, Mike? Morning, guys. How are you? All right, Mike. Mike. What's happening, man? Hey, I called you guys a couple weeks ago about, you know, I was bashing Dak Prescott, you know, a lot and how I thought, you know, maybe they should win with a Cooper Rush because of Dak's inconsistency. But, I mean, Dak played a great game against Tampa. Now, do you think he could do that again against San Francisco? And if he doesn't do that, I mean, what would the Cowboys have to do to win that game? You know, I was actually rooting for Dak to play well because I didn't, I felt like uh, he is the guy that came into the playoffs this year with the most pressure on him because of, uh, you know, all the, the shortcomings and all the expectations that go along with his contract and Jerry Jones and everything else going on with the coaching staff and changing of the coaches. And to watch him play the way he did last week, was great. Now, you have to remember, the Buccaneers were a team with a losing record, and they looked like a team with a losing record. So that's going to be skewed a little bit in the favor of the Cowboys. This is going to be a different animal this week. You know, the San Francisco 49ers from top to bottom from week one, I believe, have been the best team in the league. Well, they had their struggles early on. And but even, then, even that, that they, they tried with Trey Lance at the beginning. He got yeah. hurt against the Bears. Then they went to Jimmy Garoppolo, and they started to move in the right direction. Then he gets hurt. And then, of course, they make the trade for uh, Christian McCaffrey. This team is loaded. The team is loaded. I'm not saying that it's like the 85 Bears loaded or the 84 Bears loaded, but they are loaded. There's no question about it. Well, I mean, if there's one knock on them, it's the secondary. But the pass rush neutralizes that a lot. I mean, that's really the one weakness, because you can't call Brock Purdy a weakness. Their running game's not a weakness. Their passing game isn't a weakness. Their their front seven is not a weakness. It's just really they've had some struggles out there in the secondary when quarterbacks at, at have corner, had time. At, at corner. Yeah. And not at safeties, at corner. So I would say, you know, when you take a look at the all-pro teams and you take a look at the all-star teams and, and the, the, the guys that are getting rewarded for their play, the 49ers have a bunch of guys on that list. They have some of the best players at their respective positions in the league. Yeah, I mean, they got to get it done this year. That's what they're thinking over there, John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. we got to get it done this year. I mean, and they're I, the one team that can go into Philly and go toe-to-toe with them. Oh, sure. No, I, Well, we'll see if the Giants can. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I got to uh, give them a shot, right? Well, sure you do. I mean, at this point, 
I'll give them a shot to do anything. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, the fact that you now have switched allegiances is amazing. To not me. switched. What are you talking I mean, about? I mean, like you're more understanding about the Giants. No, time out. I've not switched allegiances. That to me would be absolutely nuts. That's probably the wrong, wrong word. I'm sorry I said it that way. I'll yeah. say that you've, um, you've come to grips. Yes, with what happened last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to be more relaxed now than you have been in the last ten days. Yeah, because I think you're divorced from the fact that your team's not playing, and you don't have to worry about that crap anymore. That's right. And now you're thinking about our show, and you're thinking about you know the people in your lives that are Giant fans. That's correct. Yep. So it's not that you switched allegiances, but you've you've come around to. I, I have a feeling like you're going to pick the the Giants this week. You still haven't made your decision yet, have you? I have not. I flip flop every single. At the end of the show yesterday, I was convinced that the Giants were going to win. As we've talked about the Philadelphia Eagles today and all the things they do well, now I don't feel like the Giants are going to win. I don't know. I really don't know. The one, and we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. But the only game that I'm supremely confident in is the San Francisco 49ers. That's the one. I, I really now, if the Cowboys win, God bless them, that means that they should probably be going to the Super Bowl at that point. But I just... I, I just think that that's good. I just think the 49ers are going to be on this just trek. You know what was big for the Giant, uh, the Cowboys last week is getting Banderesh back. Yeah, I mean, their was defense was was just absolutely ravished with injuries there in the second half of the season. Yeah. So them getting healthier is a big deal. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Traveling with Rutgers basketball. That means CeeLo is with us. Just wanted to mention this actually because it were like talking about Jerry reminded me. So a couple weeks ago, might have been last week, I said, Jerry, I'm so jealous that you got this Rutgers thing going on because it's just so cool. The team is on the rise and you're traveling with them, being a part of things. It reminds me of working with Pitt football for a couple of years. So I mentioned that and Speedy Claxton. Former NBA player sure. went to Hofstra, is now the Hofstra men's head basketball coach. So he heard that. And I'm assuming that he did some research and maybe knew I went to Hofstra. So him and the SID there reached out and said, do you want to come and hang out with us and sit on the bench for one of the games and, in quotes, coach one of the games <laughs> meaning like you know sit next to near speedy and you know just kind of hang out there not really the bench? Coach. i think so wow. yeah 
So I said, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, you could show up. You can go through everything and whatever you want to do. I was like, absolutely. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so I've been, you know, texted with Speedy Claxton a little bit. And I'm going to I'm gonna go and do that. I think that's a lot of fun. I think you should go and do that. That's yeah, great. No. Yeah, it's going to be a game in, in early February I'm going to go. And do you remember when Speedy was playing, Mike and Dog called the Hoster game? Do you have any no, memory No, I don't. That? I don't. That's pretty cool. What year are we talking? Oh, gosh. This is when he was... Playing there, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, it's got to be that. I late, even, he late was, 90s? Yeah, I don't think I was here yet. I, I knew who he was, but I don't think I was. No, I don't think we been. were here now. No. It was had before me. It had yeah. to be well before that, I would think. Yeah, so he was in the NBA, yeah, 2000 to 2002. So late so, 90s, Eddie nailed it. Right, Hofstra 96 to 2000. Look Is that you. where the uh, the pumpkin ref- reference came from, dog, uh, regarding the basketball? I don't know. But I think <laughs> it was right around the same it might have been the same day or the same weekend as the Falcons Vikings. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because I remember driving back from Vermont. Uh, yeah. Of course, listening Vermont. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who was on the call, Eddie? Yeah, right. Oh, for the on Westwood. Yeah, I think it was Howard David. Nice. Oh, God, figured he'd remember that's, that. See, that's why I don't remember the Speedy Claxton situation <laughs> because. The only focus I had at that point at 16 years old was that game sure. and how it ruined my life. Okay. But thanks, Eddie. Yeah, your life's You're real welcome. ruined. Yeah. Well, at the time, I guess. Yeah. And at 16 years old, yeah. that was the worst thing that happened to Fair. me. Fair. Because everything else was going great. <laughs> everything was going great. Couldn't realize it at the time. Didn't understand. Couldn't appreciate the good stuff. I'm 16. That was the worst game. Was that when you were in the band with your parents? <laughs> no, no, no. That was later. <laughs> no, I was playing late. Yeah. Well, actually. No, you were right. Maybe. I mean, I... Jalapeno Dream. It was not the band with my parents. Jalapeno Dream was the rock band I was in with other people in high school. The bluegrass band that I was in. Oh. I, but I guess that was that would have been for years and years and years. I probably covered that time. All period. right. Yeah. Uh, but had you uh, gotten a little nookie-nookie yet? 16, no. No. No, 16, I... Did, that nothing? did not happen. No. Well, maybe not nothing, but not the, yeah, the yeah. full... Full Monty. You? 16? No, but I, when you said nothing, I, I wasn't sure if you meant... The whole thing or everything? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I was in the same boat. What, were you, what about you, Boomer? 11? <laughs> I'm Boomer size. Man. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Narpian takes on things like that are just... Of course. They just fascinate oh, me. Oh, yeah, I know they do. You get a also kick out true. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, but they just fascinate me. <laughs> but why? I, mean, I don't a, know. I'm just, I don't know. Because he lived a different life. That's why. Yeah, I mean, stereo... You can't fathom what it was like. Sure. Right. Exactly. There's no so different. Plus, I had a I had a uh, you know convertible in high school and an eight track tapes eight, eight track tapes in it. God. Led Zeppelin. You like must have been fishing with dynamite. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You really must have been. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Like you probably had the people around you, like the football team and all those guys that loved you, but like the nerds in the school probably. No. 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 I was good, man. I was good with everybody. I'd like to think I was good with everybody, except for the guy that slashed my tires when I came home my freshman year from Maryland. Oh yeah. He was holding a grudge for all those uh, years. Yeah. Well, you took care of him with yeah. the offensive lineman, right? Well, no, I took care of that. <laughs> but you didn't. There's one story where you show up with your all, all your offensive linemen. That was at Maryland uh, when one of the fraternities stole my Terps QB license oh, plate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you broke Anthony, uh, whatever his last name is, Kumia's arm also in high school. Right? Yeah, but he punched me and hurt himself. <laughs> and I just felt bad for him. 
<laughs> okay. Okay, kid. See you later. If that's not the most emasculating thing in the world, you punch somebody in the face and you break your hand, that person's just standing there. <laughs> wow. It's a rough one. Uh, so they seasons played. The fraternity did. Yeah. So so basically, I had a Bronco in high, in college. Yeah. And uh, it was one of these big Long Island South Shore Broncos that had the big tires on yeah, it and everything. Of and you couldn't miss it. It was red and white. And I had Terps QB on right. my Some poor I was flesh. a pain in the ass. Oh, of course. So, uh, of course, you know, you go uh, to the VU at ladies' night on a Tuesday night. And Scuttlebutt's going to make its way around sooner or later. Because somebody is really happy that they have my license plate. And I found out who it was. And it was one of the fraternities. They probably sent some poor pledge out there to steal it off your car. Maybe. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we just went over there and knocked on the door. <laughs> and I had about 10 of my offensive linemen with me. And they <laughs> said, that, if that thing's not back on in about a half an hour. We're going to come in here. We're going to rip this place apart. <laughs> and was it? It was back on. Of course. All right. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, CeeLo's got his update. Yeah. What's happening, Chris? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Morristown. Coordinator day for the Giants with the media. A chance for reporters to ask uh, Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka about personal opportunities on the horizon. Their head coach interview requests, but both guys fully focused on Giants-Eagles not interviewing this week. Instead, spent yesterday talking up their current team. Here was Wink on Adoree Jackson, who, of course, came back from his knee injury to play a key role in the wild card win over the Vikings. I'm happy for the person because he's worked his tail off. It's, it's fun seeing him smile out on the field again, and he's a number one corner. So uh, I, it was it was huge for him to come back. Let's see how they fare against A.J. Brown and company Saturday night. As for Kafka, his offense was humming in Minnesota. The one trick play they tried actually didn't amount to much. That Statue of Liberty play with Matt Breida and the fake to Saquon and Daniel Jones behind the back. So keep in mind, of course, Kafka comes from the uh, Andy Reid tree and worked for him in Kansas City the last five seasons. Is that, is that a Chiefs thing or is that something somebody else bring you? No, it's a, it's a Giants thing. You know, Those are things that you know, we're building for our, for our offense um, and want to you know continue to build on I love that answer of course you know it's not even a Chiefs thing it's what was the college game well if they the start game. doing ring around the rosy or ring around the rosary as Phil Simpson uh, described <laughs> it uh, you know then we'll see that that's the Chiefs thing yeah the Giants got to come up with their own thing if anyone, well, that's his point. Yeah, it's a Giants thing. Right. Just, and we're not going to put, you know, copyright on it from some other team. It's a Giants thing. What I loved is that uh, Minnesota runs that throwback to Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I was just saying to the to, GS, to said, yeah, that's a really smart play to get your, your quarterback who's a statue, like, out in space. Now, I never saw, <laughs> but hold on now. I yeah. never saw why that wasn't... That wasn't set up for him to then throw down the field? That was no. supposed to just be a run? Yeah, I, I really believe that it was because... Uh, they just expected nobody to be over there. Like that was the play design. I wow. didn't because yeah. so I figured there had to be someone downfield. You know, he just didn't have time to get it off because there were two guys right there. That, that's your offense coordinator saying, you know, we can get Kirk Cousins out in space. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never oh, expect it. God. <laughs> I told you I was over it, man. What are you doing? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, we're not going to quite get over it yet because I've got Dexter Lawrence. It's Thursday. Dexter Lawrence mic'd up uh, in Minnesota. Uh, he, of course, played a big role in the win over the Vikings. A lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins throughout, even though the Giants actually ended up with zero sacks. Uh, Lawrence, of course, with his best season as a pro, and maybe now we know why. Now, Pilates be getting me right, Leonard. Now, Pilates be getting me right. Yeah. Yeah. Inflexible. Flexible. Big man yeah, doing some Pilates. Pilates. Doing some Pilates. Could you imagine him in a Pilates studio? Well, I mean, it's oh my be God. quite a sight. Yeah, absolutely. It's helping, whatever it is. Have you guys ever done way? Pilates? No. No, Jean is into it. She loves the Pilates class. I don't now, know do what you the do hell Pilates, happens. Al? I do not. 
I don't used to do like uh, pelvic stretching or something, though, right? I did do pelvic stretching. Yeah, but not in a class. You just did that in your home. At home. Yeah. Oh, it's like a yoga thing, right? Isn't it like a tentacle of yoga in some way? Pilates? Sure. I'm sure Al's going to get a million. I'm a Pilates instructor. I've been Pilates, Pilatesing since 1975. <laughs> I'm also a giant season ticket holder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, one more from Lawrence. Had his way with uh, Viking center Garrett Bradbury. Uh, and he had some things to say to him at one point. Five, six. You going to take me out? You going to take me out? You give me more hugs than my girlfriend give me. Come on, man. I thought that was a pretty good line. Give me more hugs than yeah. my girlfriend give me. You think his girlfriend can get her arms around him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, the bull rush on. Human being. Yeah, he is, really. As you look at him, it would make sense. She can't really get her arms around him. So, But in any event, uh, good for him, good for the Giants, and now we'll see what they can do uh, Saturday night in Philly. A couple more from the Bengals in advance of this weekend against the Bills. Since he currently a five-and-a-half-point dog, Zach Taylor not having it. We know that we're the defending AFC champions, you know, and so there, there's an edge to this team where we're not an underdog to anybody. And so I, I think that's that's just been the feeling we've had all season. We don't really care what anybody else says about us. Um, we know we belong in the field with every team in this league. From a player's standpoint, Joe Mixon echoing his head coach. I guess we underdogs to them, but at the end of the day, um, they got to remember, you know, we was the team and we got the same folks and we only better we was the team last year to win the AFC Championship. Also not happy the league has already started selling tickets to the potential Bills-Chiefs neutral site oh, AFC title perfect. game, which would be played in Atlanta. Logistics Why are they doing that? Because they have to. They don't have to. Come on, it's logistics. What do you mean they don't have to? They, they don't want have to. In advance, make tickets available so people can... St they got to make sure... You're telling me plans, potentially. Right. You can't get that done in a week with selling right. tickets. It'll sell out in 10 minutes. Well, I don't know how... how it's disrespectful. Well... There you go. This is, this is good. This is this is what I'm talking about, Zach Taylor. Hey, guys, yeah. they're already selling a, you know, AFC Championship game tickets for the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Yeah. It, but listen, everything's going to change when DeMar Hamlin skydives with the paratroopers <laughs> out of the plane and lands right on the 50. Actually, the 30 because of the three. Right. And that's just going <laughs> to fire up the fans even more so. Yeah, we still got to play the game, though, man. Yeah. Got to play the game. McDermott said yesterday he's been uh, at the facility regularly, pretty much every day. Oh, yeah, that's great. I, earlier that's great. this week, one of the day, I don't know if you were here or not, I explained how they're going to do this. It's just going to be just over the top. Of course. And then and then there's going to be interceptions and all sorts of stuff that's going on. How many kicks will Naeem Hines run back for touchdowns in this game? <laughs> Three? I will say this, that if they do go on to win the Super Bowl, presenting him with a Lombardi trophy would be pretty cool. Sure. Oh, of course. Uh, that will be one of the big things. But I... Hey, look, man, the Bengals are battle-tested. You know, they're a team that went in and beat Tennessee as the number one seed uh, and then had to go to Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes on his field. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just they're, they're a battle-tested team, and his quarterback has, like, got ice in his veins. Well, whether it's real or not, they're feeling the disrespect here was mixing on that ticket situation. To be honest, it's, it's disrespectful, but we're not worried about that. We got a game to play on Sunday, right? So you can't count us out. We got a game to play on Sunday. Like I said, that other stuff that don't mean shit. We're going to go out there on Sunday and, um, you know, we're going to do it what the hell we got to do to come back with that dub. And then we're going to see what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I like. I like it a lot. Joe Mixon's become outspoken, man. He did that coin flip thing. Was, Screw you with yeah. the NFL. Now this. 
Absolutely. Well, well edge to the game. Should be fun. Uh, the Knicks, not so much, didn't have it from the jump last night. Down 13 after the first quarter. Never quite recovered. Oh. In traffic. Just not a good shot at Kuzma drives the other way. Lamp is good. Yeah, not so great there in the fourth quarter. Mike Breen on the call. So that's why I like Mike Breen, though. Mike Breen, he basically says that's not a good shot. That's right. That's not that's not the way it's supposed to be done. Coach is not going to be happy with that. And was not as they went down 116-105 on their home floor against the Wizards. Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma with uh, double-doubles each. Porzingis went for 22. Kuzma had 27 as the Knicks uh, shot 27% from three. Another home loss. They're 11-13 on their home floor now this season. Here was Tom Thibodeau on how to get his team out of this funk. We just got to work our way through it. It's like you're going to hit different things during the course of a season get back be mentally tough like it's not going our way right now now we got to make it go our way that's what the bounce back tomorrow and that'll be at the hawks uh, on friday night mitchell robinson left this game early sprained thumb he was to be uh, evaluated later on today you got the nets and the suns out west tonight coverage 950 on the fan as well as the free odyssey app college hoops wise seton hall down 14 at the half at home against uconn the pirates come back to edge the huskies late nine seconds richmond and starts the drive. Challenge to Sonogo. Jumps it outside. Odie Kelly tries a three. No good. Rebound to Defo is follow. Good! With 1.6 to go. And he got fouled. KC Nadefo. And of course is Gary Cohen, courtesy of Learfield. 67-66. The Pirates prevail over the Huskies on that putback off the missed three with under two seconds to play. As far as Danny Hurley's team goes, they've now lost three in a row and five out of six following a 14-0 start. You got Rutgers and Michigan State tonight. Nice 6.30 start for our guy Jerry out there in East, Lund- East Lansing. So maybe he'll be a little bit more rested. 6.30 hour time is the same time zone, I guess. I believe, same time yeah, zone. It says 6.30 right, yeah. on the schedule. So right, uh, that's good. the case for him. Uh, the Bruins did beat the Islanders 4-1. to They'll turn around and visit the Rangers tonight. Islanders are in Buffalo. Devils at Seattle. And we haven't discussed it or I haven't had a chance yet. You did have the uh, Tommy Pham to the Mets deal one year for $6 million bucks as they add another piece. And Tomas Nito's getting a two-year extension for $3.7 million. So why, is there, so why is everybody all upset that Tommy Pham got into an argument over a fantasy football thing? Well, who was upset about it? I think a lot of people thought that that was cool yeah. and funny. Yeah, I don't know. People are just writing. I read different things from writers, you know, mm. that this is the well, guy. That it's some stuck-up baseball writer would probably like, oh, you know, this guy's unhinged. But it just, it was ridiculous. It was I forget, st- did that get physical? Or yeah, just, yeah, he, he slapped him. Yeah, oh, the slap. Yeah, right. Right. Will yes. Smith, the guy. Yes, yes. I mean, that's the type of guy I want on my team, man. That's that's a guy who wants to win in Ish. all facets of his life. He's mm. gritty. Yes, without a doubt. I know he had a miserable year last year. Is absolutely there's 686 OPS. But Discount deal. Discount deal is right, CeeLo. Like like you're on here at WFAN. <laughs> Permanently. Born Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So Rihanna is doing the halftime performance at the Super Bowl this year in Phoenix. And Stephen A. Smith went on a talk show, Sherry's talk show. I hadn't seen it before, but Sherry is the host. And Stephen A. Smith did what he does with athletes, with performers in music. And boy, was this a bad idea in front of that audience and in front of Sherry. So I'm going to have you play, or I'll play, a little bit of this interview. And this got so out of hand yesterday with what he said. He had to issue an official apology because of it. 
Just keep that in mind when you're listening to this. But this is him yesterday talking about the halftime show with Sherry. I believe you hear Sherry's voice first. The one thing I do know is who's going to be in the Super Bowl. I right. got, I know this. Rihanna. Really? Rihanna. Right. Rihanna is going to be. All right, so you see I'm that? very excited. Are you excited for this halftime show? I don't want to say I'm not excited. She's fantastic. That's, yes. not, where I'm, that's not where I'm going with this. Okay, where are you going? Ladies and, gen- ladies and gentlemen, she's a lot of things. She's spectacular, actually. Yes. And congratulations on New Mamahood. Yes. All right, so. So, Al, just pause it for a sec. Do you hear the Rihanna love in that audience right now? Do you hear? Yeah, yeah. yeah Rihanna. Yeah, you know, yeah, she, yeah. She's a lot of things. She's, she's outstanding. You hear something about it? Yes, she is. You yes. hear that in the background, right? Yeah. New Mamahood. Yes, another clap. So you, you right now have an entire audience of people that absolutely love Rihanna. Right, and, and it seems like the two people up on stage love Rihanna as well. That's right. That's well, what it sounds like. Well, here we go. I think There's what? one thing she's not. Uh-huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but you know, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. Hold on. No, it is him. He said, Rihanna sucks. The reaction that he got from that was she ain't Beyonce. was as if he trashed Rihanna like nobody ever trashed Rihanna ever in the... You hear that? There's gasping. There's... Oh! Well, it's like... For him, it's like it's like uh, LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? right? But listen to this yes. audience. Okay. But she's not. Uh-huh. She ain't Beyonce. I know she's not Beyonce, but you can wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I know she ain't Beyonce, but hold up. I mean, you would have thought that this guy said the most controversial thing in the world. So he goes on to say more great things about Rihanna, but clearly it's not good enough. Hold on. The only reason I brought up, the only reason, the only reason I brought up Beyonce is because Beyonce recently performed at the Super Bowl. Yes, she did. And and with with and without Bruno Mars and Coldplay. Okay, so Beyonce performed, but she's had her time. Now it is Rihanna. Rihanna's coming back. She got that extra um of motherhood. Motherhood. I like Rihanna. You know what? I, I I like television. Uh-huh. I like a lot of talent out there. There's some spectacular females in television. I just want to say that. Everybody ain't sharing. Okay, everybody's not sharing. That's not throwing shade on them. That's appreciating their greatness, but understanding <laughs> there's levels. You know? Okay. And, and Rihanna's music is fantastic. She's great. Listen to this. She's a sister. I love her dearly. I listen to her music. I'm going to support her till the cows come home. I'm just telling you, for me, there's Beyonce and there's everybody else. Just like it was Michael Jackson and it was everybody else. You got to give Rihanna a chance because I really think Rihanna's going to surprise you. I think Rihanna's going to surprise you, Steven. And we'll we'll leave it at that, and we'll see. I'm going to text you after she You performs. go ahead and do that. I'm going to text him. <laughs> I got you. That's, That's very good. I mean, so the reaction from the Rihanna fans was much like the studio audience there on Twitter. Just absolutely destroying him left and right. And then, after all of that Rihanna praise that he gave there, he ended up issuing an apology. I mean, it's a three-minute apology, so we're not going to play the whole thing. I know Al has a, a little bit of it, but he ended up issuing a legitimate why? I mean, I, apology. He, well, he created a firestorm by comparing her to Beyonce, I, you know, kind of like what he does, 
you know, on, on his show on ESPN. It's, so they, they argue back and forth about athletes and coaches and teams and all this other nonsense. He brought that same tact to this situation here. And I, 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 he startled the people in the audience, it sounded like, sounded like but... He he was praising Beyonce and Rihanna. He was he was say he was praising both of them. He just said that he liked Beyonce better. Just like you'd say, hey, you know this quarterback is very good, but he's not. You know, I like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's very good, but he's he not Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Right? Exactly. Like, no, you're like, oh, oh, come on. You know, it's uh, it's amazing though. It's absolutely amazing. It, he's like, I have to choose my words more careful. Why? Is what he said. That's what he said. This apology. Do you have a little bit of that apology? Let's listen to it. Just a. Uh, smidge of it i just got out of a first take and i saw some headline that's circulating all over the place about my quote that rihanna and beyonce see you know i'm gonna own it i know what y'all trying to do but i'm gonna own it because i get paid to speak for a living so i need to be more careful i want rihanna to know you're a superstar you're sensational. You're spectacular. Oh, my God. You're no joke. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> what world are we living in? Where he needs to apologize for that. He could you know not. Why? You know why? Because people take his words and then they they manufacture something else out of it. Like it's some sort of insult or disrespect towards Rihanna that she's not Beyonce. I mean, I don't... I, what... It's it's and he did, look he knows how to start a fire yeah and that's exactly what he did and he knew what he was doing but why didn't he just own it like he, why would he care like to me it's like hey he went on there he, he threw the grenade he saw the explosion and just sit back and smile <laughs> like that's what he does and Skip Bayless does all these other guys do is sit back and smile and watch it happen doesn't really matter like why did he feel the need with this to go out there and apologize to Rihanna remember when I when I said that you know Zach, uh, Mac Jones is a little douchey on the field yeah. And I don't like his attitude on the field. Yeah, you know, that was all over the place. Sure, no, I'm not walking that back. Sure, of I mean, not. I, I and, but I did have to clarify that I wasn't calling him as a human being a douche. I'm just saying his actions on the field were douchey. Right, makes you know, sense. So, I, so, but people get involved and headlines get written and everybody reacts because, like Al, nobody reads the body of the content uh, <laughs> of the uh, the article or understand the context of how it's delivered. Right, but like, but in this case. We heard how it was delivered. But, like, the word you use, douchey, of course, has a connotation. Stephen A. Smith said nothing of the sort about Rihanna. Like, he didn't say, you know, she's acting, she's bitchy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't say anything like that. He just said, she's not Beyonce. I like Beyonce better. And she's great. And she's phenomenal. I'm going to support her and everything. I just happen to like Beyonce. So everybody has to like Rihanna more than everybody else now because she's doing the Super Bowl. You're but not allowed to have an opinion on it. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah? Like, why would he even do that? Like, why not just celebrate Rihanna for, in that, especially because in that audience? Because that's what he does. No, I know. But in, in that. You have Stephen A. Smith on. He's going to do that. Like, what is interesting about Stephen A. Smith if he's not doing something like this? All right. So here's the deal. So he's obviously sports, and and that's where he makes his money. That's where he, you know, is is created this thing around himself. But now all of a sudden, I guess he must be pushing a book. Is that why he's doing these interviews? I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw him on Fox News doing an interview with Sean Hannity. Oh wow! Maybe he's going to do a podcast on Odyssey too, and then you know everything else. Well, he does, and he gets paid handsomely for it. Yeah, right. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> But you know what would have been the ultimate troll job for Stephen A. Smith? If he did that same thing, he goes, Rihanna's a lot of things. She's spectacular. She's awesome. She's congratulations on new motherhood. 
But there's one thing she's not. She ain't Taylor Swift. <laughs> now, you want to talk about... You want to talk about reaction. That audience would have stormed the stage <laughs> and taken him out. You know it and I know it. Oh, that would have been phenomenal. You know what she ain't? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> God. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we talk about Hannah Montana, folks. <laughs> That's what we talk. We talk about party in the USA. What are we talking about? What are y'all not patriotic? <laughs> Just phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, apologizing was stupid, but that was really entertaining me yesterday watching all those clips. It was awesome. And that was brilliant, by the way, what he did. I just wish he would have stood by it. Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Giants Eagles Saturday at night. Jets still looking for that offensive coordinator as it's a big time for the NFL both on and off the field. We did get future Hall of Famer on future Hall of Famer crime yesterday. Someone criticizing another guy in the NFL for something that he said. Okay. And this guy who criticized the other guy generally doesn't criticize anybody. I've actually never heard this person criticize anybody. He he goes on shows. He's been actually during his playing career and then after his playing career, they've, they've hired him to be on studio shows. And he doesn't say very much. He's goofy. But he's not critical, and he was critical of another future Hall of Famer. He's goofy. Yes. And they've hired him to go on pregame shows. Occasionally, yes. He doesn't have a full-time job there, but occasionally, yes. But he's a Hall of Famer himself. Future Hall of Famer, no doubt. Oh, future Hall of Famer, no doubt. So this is future Hall of Famer versus future Hall of Famer crime. And they're getting after each other. Or one guy's getting after the other. getting after the other guy. Yeah. Getting after him. Disagreeing with something that he said. Can I ask you, what position does the future Hall of Famer that was condescending towards the other future Hall of Famer, what position does he play? I'll put it this way. Not condescending. Criticizing the other one. Tight end. All right. So, Gronk. Gronk is right. So, Gronk went after, uh, don't tell me George Kittle. No. Don't tell me Kelsey. No. Uh, Not the same position. Oh, not the same position. Tom Brady? No, no, you're closer, though. I am closer. Dak, uh, quarterback, then? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, so Gronk went after Aaron Rodgers. Yes. This be good. This is really good. Okay, what did Gronk say? All right, so first I got to tell you what Rodgers said that Gronk had a problem with. Okay. So when Pat McAfee was interviewing Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers said, as Jerry played in the clip yesterday, that if put in the same situation, he thinks he could win the MVP again. Gronk heard that, had a big problem with it. Gronk says that you got to get your priorities straight. He goes, there's one major part. He goes, I'm totally fine with everything he said except one major part. Made it an individual thing. And that's the MVP again, Gronk said. It's just that I think I can win another Super Bowl and then we would have been totally fine. Why are you thinking MVP? Like you don't want Super Bowls? Super Bowls are, I think, five times greater than an MVP award. We all know that you've won the MVP a few times now, but everyone would know even more how many more Super Bowls you've won than MVPs. Oh, he played with maybe the greatest team player and quarterback of all time. 
Yep, he goes, that's why I'm just a little confused about that quote that he just had. Should be Super Bowls. You should never be thinking the MVP when Super Bowls are twice as good. Oh, good for Gronk. Yes. And every fan would agree with Gronk, I would imagine. Yeah, because you want your team to win first and foremost. Yeah. And, and, then, I, and then, you know, to the victor comes the spoils. So this year, Patrick Mahomes will win another MVP. Uh, and the question is, is can he take that MVP into the Super Bowl and win that? Yeah, and I do think that Gronk, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers probably does want to win another Super Bowl. But generally, when you hear players talk about, I think I can come back and I think I could win a Super Bowl. I want to win another Super Bowl, whatever it is. You know, I, usually you hear that from players. When I can come back and win another MVP, it is it is eye opening that that was the first thing. When I when I heard that, uh, my my initial thought was that he said or felt that even at his advanced age, that he still has plenty of football left to play at a very high level, much like Tom Brady has played over the last three years down in Tampa. Sure. <clears throat> and by the way, Julian Edelman came out and said that Tom Brady's done in Tampa. Yeah, he did. He said if he plays, it's going to be somewhere else. Where he can win now. But like, and where can he win now? Where could he go right now and be the starting quarterback in that team, be in the playoffs next year with like a, you know, maybe a 14 and three record during the regular 14 season? 14 and three. Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing that he would want. He's not going to want to go someplace where they're going to be like 10 and seven or. He's going to go someplace that's fully ready to rock and roll and, and take off like the, the Buccaneers. Just, yeah. They just needed a quarterback. They had Jameis Winston throwing interceptions, and they were still in every game. And then all of a sudden, he steps in, and the whole team changes. Yeah, I mean, the, of course, everybody's going to say the 49ers, but why would they move on from Brock Purdy at this point? I mean, that would be one team. But I don't. There, there's not a lot of those same situations. What about what now? What about the Raiders and Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I mean that. I don't think. To me, get, being getting up to fourteen and three would be a little tricky thing. But yeah, I mean, I think he could be as good as he was with the Bucks this year, if not slightly better. Like you know, being nine and eight, maybe getting into the playoffs. I don't think that team's going to go and win that division because Tom Brady's there. So the Super Bowl is in Vegas next year. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is there. Yeah, they're looking for a quarterback. Uh, they would like to be the home team in the Super Bowl. I guarantee you. Uh, it just seems to me that that kind of would be like the perfect fit unless he wants to go to Miami. And, you know, Stephen Ross offers him a portion of the team. Remember that whole thing was going down last year. Yeah, I mean, those are two good examples for sure. I mean, I think that the Miami example might be better because that team was flying when the offense was was moving and Tua was healthy. I mean, that team was, what, 8-3 and three at one point yeah. this year, and then everything fell apart with injuries and so on. And they went out and got Bradley Chubb and that, that defense – you know, at least held their own for most of the year. So that, yeah, that would be another one. That would absolutely be another one. I would think Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, if they resign him, Darren Waller, pretty good offensive line. And the only, and time, the only thing that they were missing in, in uh, Las Vegas this year was a closer. And that was the problem with Derek Carr. He wasn't a closer. He yeah. would get them out to a lead, but then they were unable to close in the fourth quarter. From the Raiders' standpoint, absolutely. From Tom Brady's standpoint, I don't see it as much because you're going into, I know that division didn't play out the way we expected it to, but still, two teams did make it from that division, and one of them ended up being the one seed. One of them was totally terrible with the Denver Broncos, uh, and then you had the Raiders. So, yeah, I mean, I think... I think for the Raiders, it's a slam dunk. I Look, just he's uh, tied with uh, Josh McDaniels. And the he's only, really tight. Right. The only time that Josh McDaniels has ever had success has been with Tom Brady. 
as yeah, the quarterback. I would, if I were the coach, I'd be going after him any which way I could. And, and the thing, too, is I want to make everything as easy as possible as I could for him because of his advanced age and everything else. And then I'm thinking to myself, Tom Brady, he, he'll never say this, and Gronk wouldn't allow him to say this, but wouldn't it be cool to be the only guy to take two te- uh, three teams to the Super Bowl and win? Yeah, that would be. That would that would be something because, you know, Peyton Manning did it with the Colts and the, and the Broncos, and I'm sure there are a few other quarterbacks out there that may have done it. I'm trying to think. But uh, taking three teams to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, that, I mean the, the guy's the greatest who have ever done it to this point. I mean, everything on top is just a cherry on top. So yes. imagine that parade down, mm-hmm. was it Las Vegas Boulevard right there? Sure. That, there's no boat party there. No, no, absolutely not. That would be something. Now, as far as the Julian Edelman comment, you know, when he says that he's he's going to play somewhere, but it's not going to be Tampa, like, I don't believe that he knows that from Tom Brady. I mean, I know that they were close and everything else. I just, I don't think, like, if, if people... Oh, he would know better than anybody. <clears throat> you think so, though? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jules would definitely know better than anybody. The, the other thing, too, is... So you think Tom Brady has texted him, like, listen, man, this is my last year in Tampa. I'm going to look for somewhere else, and Julian Edelman's just going to go out there and say it? I, you know, look, they're, they're tight friends, you know, and uh, I guess Julian, as Tom probably recognizes, has a, a job to do when he's asked a question and he's being paid by Showtime to answer the question, you know, then, then he's going to give an answer. I just, I, you know, I would, I would definitely take him at his word for it. I, I believe that Tom Brady, if he's, if he's going to play, it's not going to be in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us believe that now, but when it comes from him, you know, it definitely means a lot more. I'm assuming the kids are living in Miami, so Miami makes sense because of the mm-hmm. family aspect of it. True. Uh, the Josh McDaniels uh, offensive is already built for you. You know the offense. You can go step right in, and uh, you know you're going to have a good team. However, you're going to have to share that division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about all these other teams. Like, who is that team that needs a quarterback and then everything else seems to be okay? And the Raiders. Course, yeah, I mean, but I was going to say the Jets are one of those teams, too. Now, not everything else is okay, but the Jets do have a lot of playmakers, and they have a defense that was very good at one point last year and then got a little bit worse towards the end of the season. But they're one of those teams, too. But Tom Brady, I don't think, would ever go to the Jets and play, and I, I, I just, I don't know, that, that wouldn't make as much sense as some of these other situations, but, you know, as we sit here now, I mean, this the, the Jets are in, the Jets are in a mess again. They're in a mess again. Well, they have to figure out their offense and their quarterback, and I, I'm, could you imagine Tom Brady in a Raiders uniform playing at Gillette Stadium against the Patriots in the playoffs? Yeah, in the snow. It, would that be unbelievable? Yeah, no. Oh, that be. would be the price of the, oh my God. Think about that. I think most people are tired of Tom Brady and would like him to retire. I think I'm not one of those guys. I like watching it. I've got so much respect for him. But if that happened, I think everybody would be interested. One hundred percent, man. I am. I want to see him play. I want to see Aaron Rodgers continue to play. Yeah, I those mean, guys, hey, they make the NFL better. By the way, I do have a friend that wants coming to say hello to you. Oh, oh man, is it Brandon Jacobs? Yeah, Brandon Jacobs is coming. Hey, Brandon, what's happening? Are you here to kick my ass? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, hey, Brandon, how's it going, man? Great to see you. Brandon, good to see you, man. Oh, God. This is not good. Congratulations on all your success and your team and everything, Brandon. I really... Turn on his mic there, Eddie. I really believed it's on. I really believed in the Giants the whole time. I... I don't know what you've heard, but uh, really, I've got the ultimate respect for that organization. Yeah, always sure have. Do. Always have, yeah. Uh, good morning. Good morning. What are you good doing? morning. What are you doing here, man? Oh, man, I just came by, you know, it's a... Uh... 
beautiful time in Giant Land. You know, we are in the playoffs. Yeah. Still after the first week of the playoffs, after going down to the yeah. beautiful uh, Minnesota. Yeah. And taking care of business, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, had to come in and, you know, do a little media and, you know, just, just kind of come in and see how you guys are doing. Yo, I'm <laughs> doing so great. He's, He's not doing, doing so well, man. I'm, I'm not doing so good. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually, Brandon, you know, to his credit, you know, he spoke that game into existence. For three weeks leading up to the game between the Giants and Vikings, all he could talk about is how the Vikings were going to lose the game and how the Giants were going to win. Mm -hmm. And he was miserable last week until 15 minutes to go. On a Friday morning, yep. he decided to call all Giant fans out, in your face, yep, Carl Banks, in your face, Tiki Barber, That's what I did. all this other crap, yep. we're going to kick your ass, yep. and then uh, we then. all saw what happened on, on, <laughs> yeah. on the game. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I, I, I'm just beginning to wonder, you know, number one, how how in the world does a guy <laughs> live on this side, in this part of the country, like Vikings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. So, so neither one of my parents were football fans, and they didn't raise me on a team. And I had a cousin who grew up in the '70s and loved the Purple People Eaters when they were on TV all the time because they went to those four Super Bowls. So when I'd go to Thanksgiving and Christmas, he was there wearing his Viking stuff, and I didn't have a team. And I was a kid, and he's like, "Hey, root for the Vikings like me. We could do this together." And I was like, "Okay, fine." Worst decision of my life. Worst decision. Worst decision of my life. And I said it on Monday. I wish I had been raised a Giants fan because my life would be exponentially better. Yeah. Now, Brandon, did you bring him a gift? I did. I oh, did. God. So we have these. Um, Sorry, you man. Know, these playoff campaigning shirts that we have going on yeah. here because this yeah. is what we do. Right. Yeah. When we make the playoffs and do things the right way, which is our <laughs> way. You know, not you, uh, you know, you know, this is our slogan, our playoff slogan. Yeah. This, this. Yeah, our this way. our way, baby. Like, yeah. like, like, this is what we do. We yeah. do things our way, not That's your way, not the Vikings' way, <laughs> not, and not the Philadelphia Eagles' way. That's right. Our way. Right, so, right, right. Know, these are some things, you know, I kind of got in here. Let me hold it up for the, the yeah, cameras yeah, go, here. Yeah. There you go. Very good. Yeah, here it is. Our way. Yeah, our way. There, there you go. go. There you go. So we have, you know, a couple hats. Yep. Oh, there's some nice you, giant you know, hats. Giant hats. Oh, yeah, giant stuff. So, so <laughs> when you missed the opportunity hat. of making you a fan back then, <laughs> you know, we was the purple people eaters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we trying to just convert you now. I mean, the Vikings aren't in anymore. Come on on the bandwagon, man. Uh, the Vikings aren't in anymore, so why not? You're right. I, I will say, <laughs> look at our program directors laughing his ass off out there. Yeah, it's real funny. Real yeah, funny. Man, so, yeah, we got some, you know, just... Uh, you know, just it's called about winning swag, things, man. And, yeah, and, and the blue that. shirt with tomorrow being a big blue Friday. Oh no! You know, we big blue Friday. We uh, really like you to to kind of to wear know, this. To Are wear you that, sure? To, to Giant fans would kill me for that. What? They would hate me for that. Jill, what do you have to lose? <laughs> Nothing at this point. You <laughs> lose. Uh, listen, Brandon. Here's the thing: if he wears that shirt. They're going to lose, yeah. And they lose on Saturday night. You know who's going to get blamed. It's going to be him. Yeah, gonna, it's definitely yeah. going to be him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about what you want to see the Giants do. Yeah. Do you want to see the Giants win? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Don't wear the shirt. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because it's going to be absolutely unbelievable next week. 
for everybody around here and our listeners and our callers and the Giants fans here, if we're talking about the Giants in the NFC Championship game against either the Niners or the Cowboys, and my team's out of it, like you said, so who cares at this point? Might as well get the most excitement for the show. So, yes, I do hope that they move on at this point. As hard as that is Why are you looking at me? Look at him. Well, I'm making sure that you know, no, too. No, no, listen, I did look I'm at him, but I look at him. I feel like he's going to kick my ass. Oh, so I'm going to turn my head. Oh, no, no, no. That's one thing about me. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to do that. Okay. All right. You could. Why are you looking? You could. You could. Uh, all right. So uh, this is awesome, man. So I know that you're still heavily involved in the organization, and uh, this is this is what it's all about. Do you feel like that special thing going on with this team that the Giants have? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, uh, you know, Coach Dayball and, and the new regime have come through and, you know, made some changes and, you know, and, and, made, and made decisions, you know, to do things the way that, that, that they want to do it, obviously. Um, has really helped the franchise out. You know, the the, the team has bought in. Um, so everything's been, you know, been great. And I kind of see, a, you know, a couple of things, um, you know, kind of that, you know, that resembles, you know, our team. And, um, you know, I think the Giants got a great chance. I think they're playing good football, good defensive football at this time. Daniel Jones, they're not turning the football over like crazy. So well, as long as you don't do that and commit stupid penalties and stay in like, you know, you know, and like you're, you know, second down and fours and fives and stuff like that, I think they got opportunity to move the football and, and win the game. You know, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles hadn't been playing the best over the last, well, not granted they didn't have Jalen Hurts over the last, what, four weeks or so. Um, but I think it's, I, I, I really do think that they're all up nice and waxed up and shaved up to get whooped. <laughs> 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 waxed and I, shaved I, I up. I like it. You know, yeah. you know, talking to Brandon Jacobs here, who's a surprise guest this morning, <laughs> brought you some uh, New York Giants swag. So you better not wear it. I'm just telling you, you better not wear it because it's going to be bad omen for you <laughs> and for the Giants. So, you know, Brandon, th- take me back to when you guys were in the midst of this. You guys were underdogs. I mean, this Giant team is underdogs. This coaching staff has done an amazing job. I mean, you could feel it now, now that you're away from it, you're in the fans, you see the fans, you could feel like the, the fever of the Giant fan now coming back, can't you? Oh. And did you feel that as a player back then? Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like being there, and, and like we always said, like, um, we're here now. The first 16 didn't matter. That, that doesn't matter anymore. This is, a, this is a whole new season. Everybody starts over. This is week one of the playoffs, and so let's start this season off like we, you know, like we didn't start the, the other season off. So we just got in there, man, and realized, like, especially in 2007 season, yeah, I could actually talk about two. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, that 2007 know. season was amazing. It was an amazing run. Oh. And and I'm telling you, the, the San Francisco game was crazy. The uh, the Cowboy game was crazy. Even the Tampa Bay game was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, we went in knowing, I mean, well, like when we got Tampa, because I, I, I didn't think the NFC South was that that strong, to be honest with you, uh, that year. So I, I, I thought we was going to take it to them anyway. Um, and then the Cowboys after that, that is the, that to date for me should be the, the the best Giants playoff win because they beat us twice in the division. They took the division and were thirteen and three. We were sitting on top with a number one seed waiting for us to come to Texas Stadium. And we went and we kicked their ass, and it was the best thing. This is the same type situation. Yeah. Giants was a seat, a six seed since was it, uh, 1990. The Giants were 6-0 against number one seeds. 6-0. And no Giant team has ever lost three times in the same season to one team. To one team, absolutely. So that, you got that going for you, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... When we were in 2008, when we were the number one seed, we we beat 
Carolina at home to, to clinch the number one seed and got that by. The number six seed, Philadelphia Eagles, walked into Giant Stadium and kicked our ass. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Everything is just happening. It's all lining up. It's, it's the it's sports gods. I'm telling you, the sports all gods. Line, the sports gods are all lining up. Yes. Man, I tell you, there's just there's winner DNA in franchises. There's loser DNA in That's franchises. That's winner DNA over there, man. Right, and winner DNA. Look at the size of him. I know. There's a tremendous shape. How do you, I mean, you still are in tremendous shape. You see some guys, you see that Maurice Jones-Drew after he retired, blew up? Hey, man, well, some guys go in different places. Some guys dealing with different demons and, and different yeah. things in their lives where, you know, their time is short or whatever it is. But me, myself, I work out. You know, I have, I have sons that play football. So... I mean, I mean, my, my, I got, like, I got a fifteen-year-old son that's six, six, three, wow. fifteen. Three what position does he play? He plays tackle, right tackle. Nice. Wow. So he. he what do you he, think he's going to go to college? Alabama. Hmm. He just got the Alabama offer not long ago. He got, how much? He, he how much got a Georgia offer? offer. How much? How much they offer? Well, we don't have a number yet because so. we're only going to be juniors. But I'm pretty sure it's going to pop up. Sure pop up. I, you know, I, I kind of—it's crazy the way they do things now. I kind of tell them like, "Man, man, just go with the family feel of of a, of a uh, coach." Yeah, you know, like the one that you think has your back because you mean your mother is not there. So that's what I want you to feel like when you're there, but. As you're there, you know, you still, and people start giving you stuff, you know, take it, but. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, free, it's me, man, I'm telling yeah. you. They give you a satchel of cash, don't tell anybody. Uh, where's he playing high school ball right now? He, we just transferred from the, uh, from uh, St. Francis High School uh, to Buford High okay. School, which is a big time program in Georgia. Um, which I kind of want him to be a part of that, and he's a big time player. Oh, so. he's going to Georgia. How is he not going to? Georgia? I mean, huh. they offered him too, so yeah, I'm I mean, sure they did. Yeah, so it's not, you know. And I got my 12 year old son, obviously, that uh, he's playing football as well. Um, so How I big gotta, is he? He is he's about five ten. Mm-hmm. He won't be as big as his brother, but he'll definitely be a guy, probably six three, probably you know. 235, 240 coming off the edge or something like that. Yeah, and he'll be sacking the Vikings quarterback in an yeah. NFC championship game 15 years from now. <laughs> 15 years from now. Hey, 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 let's hope. Yeah, let's yeah. hope. Uh, all right, Brandon, it was great seeing you. This was yeah. very cool. And uh, congratulations again on a big Giants win and your entire career and all that great stuff. Yeah. I will not put this on for the sake of the Giant fan, but. Uh, I will keep it around the office, okay, for good it's juju. All for oh, you. it's all for yeah. me. Wow, I got the entire box <laughs> of Giants swag. Uh, yeah. Brandon Jacobs, two-time Super Bowl champion, Giants legend, joining us. Surprise guest today. Thanks, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Um, enjoyed the show. Are you going to the game this week or not? I'm not. I'll yeah. be actually in uh, California. Um, I'm coaching the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. Oh, really? Out there. That's, oh, nice. that's, that's, that's happening. So we got a report there on Saturday. I'll be sitting up with Richie Soybert actually watching oh, the game. So oh, great. Nice. Good. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty Looking cool. Looking forward to that. All right. Bonded forever, man, when you win championships, right? Bonded forever <laughs> is never going to change. That's, that's your brother. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we can go months months upon months without talking to one another. And as soon as we get near each other, it's like we never miss a beat. That's awesome. Who sits there? Uh, Jerry uh, Recco, generally. And he's a Dallas Cowboy, voice uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. I noticed. I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why he's looking at that Dallas Cowboy. Right. You, you guys got some gasoline somewhere in there? <laughs> 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 he took off today because he heard they were coming in. So. Right. Uh, yeah, so you heard it right here. Brandon Jacobs, the Philadelphia Eagles are waxed up and shaved up for an ass whooping. You heard it right they here. Are.
Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You okay now? Yeah, I'm okay. Whose idea was that? Well, we kind of all knew it was coming. Whose idea was it? That's what we're I not, We're not, we're not, we're not the ball. Oh, bad that. vegan. Yeah. Oh. Figured as much. Well, I mean, he was involved, of course, because, you know, he got... Mm-hmm. He was contacted by certain people. Mm -hmm. uh, something he shared with me uh, in here. Uh, this is uh, Bad Vegan. He uh, didn't realize he walks around with a uh, Eagles gym bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a good idea this week. No. Uh, I'm not, so I'm not going to put the shirt on. I you can't. Think, no. You can't do it. All right, so I can't do that. I did put the Giants hat up here for today, so just so Brandon gets his what he wanted out of this. Um, but that will be there for today. Would you like the shirt, CeeLo, sure. as a Giant I'll fan? Take whatever you don't right. want. There you go. Well, it's you. not that I don't want no, you don't free want stuff, it. but no, I'm, you don't just, I'm not that's allowed. Okay. If he puts it on, and not allowed. Lose. Yeah, that's why. And he becomes the Maloik. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't, true. I don't really Now, at least you're that. not going to say you're going to do it and then pretend like you didn't say it, like with BT. Right. Did Jerry play right. that for you guys yesterday? Yeah, that yeah. I did. Well, Jerry didn't play it. I oh. did see the video. Oh, right then. So, yeah, BT's trying to wiggle his way out of wearing mm -hmm. the Tiki Barber jersey because Brandon thought that Tiki should put, because Tiki doesn't wear the jersey anymore or anything like Giants gear. So he said, you need to wear a Tiki Barber jersey on Friday before the Viking game to fire up the fan base. And Tiki's like, no, 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 no. I'm just not going to do it. He goes, bring in the jersey and I'll wear it. And then he never did. Well, he had it the other day when you were in here he last had Friday. It. I put had it on. Throw it to me to put, you know, to, and you and you throw it out of here. I did throw it out of here. Yes, yes. I did. Uh, but uh, yeah, he didn't put it on, and now he's trying to wiggle his way out of it. Just so, take the L on this. Yeah, does take he, the L on this. Does he think it's emasculating to wear yes. this? He does. He does. He believes that. And then also how you know Jet fans are going to kill him. He's not allowed to do it. And then Joe Beningo said he wasn't allowed to do it. Didn't so. I wear my Bengals jersey last year? You did, yeah. But it'd be yeah. like if you made Gio wear your Bengals jersey. It's kind of emasculating. Yeah, for sure. And oh, if Gio was a, was a non-Bengals I mean, if I were a Viking Bengals you know, a Super Bowl, I think that we could say for a week you'd have to wear the Bengal jersey or I would have to wear the Viking jersey. Well, we did. Remember that one day we did the, the Bengals in the Super Bowl last year? All of us wore Bengals. Why well, I asked you guys to do yeah, that. Yeah, right. All of us did. So we, we supported it. But, you know, I, I would do this for fun, but I don't want to putting the giant stuff on for fun. Don't care. That would be great. I just don't want to be blamed for right. the loss. Yeah. That's why I'm not. You don't want the smoke after the fact. Exactly. And I think you said it right. There's there's championship DNA, yeah, which obviously Brandon has, and then there's the Vikings, the loser <laughs> DNA. Yes, in your eyes, the well, not in my eyes. It's the history. Okay. It's the loser okay. DNA, and it's not like loser like I mentioned, like three and fourteen it's loser. Not Cleveland Brown loser. No, it's it's loser like we're gonna bring you right. It's blue ball loser DNA. <laughs> we're gonna bring you right to the edge, and then we're gonna hop off. Oh. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, okay, you have a very limited amount of time here, okay. CeeLo, because of Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs who came in. I'm just glad he didn't think I was Jerry the Cowboy fan. Oh, yeah. You would have yeah. got suplexed. And I'll tell you what, that boy is taking care of himself. I just said it on the Ooh. air. I said, you look how great My you look. My God. Yeah. Think about his son. Sorry, that man seven, is taking 315 pounds. Yeah, yeah, At 16 yeah. years old. I know. And, I, he, and he's in Georgia, so you know, you know, Georgia is not letting that kid get out of state. Yeah, probably not. 
And right now, I mean, unless they, of course Penn State, you know, pays for them. <laughs> the epicenter of the college football world is in Georgia. And by right the way, now. They, they're 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 you know taking this nil stuff to a whole nother level. This stuff is pay for play. That's what this is. This is not name, image, and likeness. This is we're giving you three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to come and play for us. Oh yeah, well, and and probably more. Well, there was more last year. Reportedly, the Jordan Addison, the wide receiver who was at Pitt, USC. Uh, they asked them to go out there. They gave him $2 million in a house to go play at USC. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. For I one mean, year, and now he's in the draft. Right. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is remember is that these kids can go into the transfer portal anytime they want. So they can yeah. take the money. Let's, let's say, I don't know, let's say Penn State's giving somebody three hundred fifty grand, And that kid goes there and, you know, doesn't like it or has a bad experience or thinks he should be playing more earlier on in his career. Transfer portal, Ohio State will take him. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean they they poached Maryland players. I'm sure they've poached Rutgers players. You know these teams that have all this money and have all this stuff going for them are basic are basically unfettered right now. There is no legislation. There is nobody controlling any of it. It is the wild wild west. Yeah, and I don't know how you put the guardrails on at this point. That's what I that's what I don't understand. I don't know how that's even possible now that it started this way. This is the classic whatever cliche you want to use, toothpaste in the tube, Pandora's box. box. Pandora's box, yes, whatever cliche you want to use, that's what's going on. All right, CeeLo, I don't think we're going to get an update from you. Is there any breaking news this morning that we need to hear about from the last update? Uh, no breaking news, but I will tell you that uh, had I did an update, it was brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and also brought to you by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NYBoatShow.com. Network, a quick Eddie the Jockey update. The Jockey we met when he called us up last week, and he picks college basketball, the retired Jockey. He picks college basketball winners every single night, and he went from 23 followers to now over 12,000 followers, and most of our audience is tailing his picks and making a ton of money on them. So he has changed his Twitter account. He's done all those things. He has been able to change his name, put a picture of him as a jockey up there, as his avatar, all of that. Well, yesterday, we got another winner from Eddie with North Alabama. So everybody that tailed him on that won again, which is incredible. We also got pictures and video of Eddie. So we have not seen Eddie Unless it, that one picture, otherwise the one picture from uh, the 70s where he's on the horse. We now have seen Eddie. Now, Eddie tweeted out a picture of him getting a haircut yesterday. He needs teeth. And it said about time, so I guess he hadn't had a haircut in a while. Ended up looking really good after the haircut. And then somehow, some there's there the picture is. on yeah, CBS yeah. Sports Network. Big man needs some help. Right, and I, uh, I, I retweeted the picture, and it's also at Eddie for money on Twitter, and he looks very sad there when he's got his mouth closed getting the haircut, but he looks very happy there after the haircut, and he looks like a man who has a wad of cash in his hands, by the way, <laughs> in that picture, um, but he looks like a man who, who is happy. So those are those are the images of Eddie, and we also got video of him walking his how do, dog. How, how did we get video? I'm not entirely sure, and twice I got information from Stephen Waldron and Al Dukes on how this video was obtained, and I still am not sure exactly how it was obtained. I think a man from uh, Philadelphia, a fan of the show who's retired, drove there to see Eddie and see what he was all about, took him for the haircut, 
went out to lunch with them and took video for us. I like it. And this is Eddie right Look now on CBS Sports. Like Network. dog too, yeah. And that he said that was a min pincher. I I don't believe that's what that dog is, but okay, doesn't really matter in Eddie's life. But there he is walking the dog and talking and man, like I, I don't. Well, this where he lives here is very rural. It looks like I don't. You don't see. You see big grass. It's like field. they're out in the park. Yeah, out in the park somewhere. Yep. So yep. there's there's Eddie. <laughs> is that basically the image that you had expected from Eddie in your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, an older gentleman and a little bit down on his luck and uh, well, not not his gambling luck, I guess. But uh, right. see, yeah, it seems like he's in a pretty good spot. I. I you know, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So this this man from Philadelphia, he was he's a listener to our show and then just drove there on a whim? Uh, evidently, yeah. Wow. I think it might be going down again later this week. <laughs> this guy's doing this just out of the goodness of his heart? And he's like, Eddie, retired, nothing to do, I guess. That but looks like a cemetery. Uh, cemetery. It's a cemetery, yeah. Okay. So this dog's peeing all over these gravestones. I mean, come on, Eddie. <laughs> What's on? So button it up a little more. Uh, Stephen Waldron from CBS Sports. Are you there, Stephen? Good morning, guys. Hey, you sound better today. Good job. Awesome. Yeah, a little bit. Thank you. All right. So you did speak to Eddie yesterday on the phone? Yeah, I spoke to Eddie and his friend Tom on speakerphone, yes. All right. His friend Tom. Is his friend Tom the guy from Philadelphia or is his friend Tom someone that lives near him? He didn't say where he's from, but he was the one who took him to get the haircut, then they went out to lunch, and then they shot this video and sent it to us. Okay, so this Tom is the same Tom from Philadelphia. Okay, very good. I'm, so, I'm assuming so, yeah. All right. All right, so you so you spoke to Eddie, you spoke to Tom. Uh, what did you get out of that conversation when you spoke to these guys? Uh, he's adjusting to his fame uh, uh, accordingly, uh, okay. trying to enhance his life. He's very gracious with the attention he's getting from the show. Okay. And he wants to give winners out to his listeners. I mean, that's really all his life is about right now, right? Is just giving giving these and winners his dog. out. And his dog. And his dog. Okay. Good for him. All right. All right. Very good. So now when you called up Eddie, did he seem paranoid at all? Because he he has self-admitted that, that he's paranoid. So he's getting a phone call from you. Did he seem paranoid or, or happy to hear from you? Well, I texted him, and he he immediately gave me the number to to Tom to call because he's more uh, tech savvy, as he said, and then he put me on speakerphone. But he sounded happy. <laughs> he looks pretty happy. He sounded happy. Did did yes. they like vet you or anything to make sure you were who you were? They didn't believe me at first. They wanted to make sure I was who I was. Wow! So they're really making sure they're protecting him. And they just showed this video of him dancing and jumping up and down while walking the dog now too. I mean, he actually said he wants to bring him up to you guys. The dog? <laughs> no. Wait. Tom, Tom wants to bring Tom Eddie wants up. to bring Eddie up to us. Yeah. Yes. Is Tom going to foot the bill for this? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's something I will not get past the architect <laughs> in Spike Eskin. Hey, can you pay for Eddie's hotel for two days and his travel up here? So we're going to have to work that whole thing up. So, okay, but but you believe that Eddie is a good guy? Yeah. Okay. Sounds just, like it. Just making sure. Uh, all right, so these we're learning as we go. Yeah, these videos that we have, I, I, I mean, I would like to put them out on Twitter, too, but I don't know if you guys now have, like, exclusivity with them because I know how of a, much of a tight ship you run over there. I mean, he gave us a verbal, a verbal agreement, so. Okay. They, they've got a NIL deal with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he is, he is definitely something else, and... 
Uh, I did, I did listen to that, that Braves, I found that Braves country radio show yesterday. And I ended up listening to it. And the guy who hosted it, like, I wanted to crush it. I really did. But the guy who hosted it was, like, so complimentary of us and how he was listening to us and always listens to us and got very interested in Eddie. And they had a conversation. I didn't hear the whole interview, but I was like, I wanted to, to get the audio and laugh. And I couldn't well, because this guy was so nice. Yeah, and that guy called me yesterday. Actually. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he was a huge fan of the show. And that's right. why they had him on. So right. we got a million people going all over the place. Yeah. What about Danielle? What's her update? Uh, I was on the phone with Danielle this morning. <laughs> she had uh, the whole. Uh, she's she's uh, set him up with the his uh, GoFundMe situation, so right. she's got him covered. So and she, just so we all know, the GoFundMe thing is specifically for his mouth, for teeth. Right, that and that's only should be given to like you know if you you are if you're using him and his picks and he's winning with you, you throw him a ten spot, you know, throw him a little bit of a big. Sure, is right? that under Eddie for teeth or what is that? <laughs> if, <laughs> it's on his uh, Twitter. He put it on his. Uh, she helped him put it on his okay. Twitter. All right, but so, that but that's what we're advocating. Like you know, if you're if you're using his picks, where it seems like there are over ten thousand people now following him. Right. Yeah. 12,000 now, 12,200. 12, well, yeah, and if you use this picture and you win, you want to throw him five, ten bucks, whatever. Right, so it's not it's not as if we're not crowdfunding for Eddie. We're not supporting Eddie over other charities. It's not anything like that. It's just for those who are using his free picks yes. and winning money. If you want to donate back to Eddie to get his mouth fixed, you can do that if you would like. And you could see that, you know, he has to have... His mouth fixed. Yeah, right. So I, I have I have gotten a recommendation from for a dentist. Oh, you did down in that area. Okay. Now I will get in touch with this dentist, my friend uh, Kevin Plank from Under Armour. Okay. You know, made some calls, got to the right person, and uh, I think Kevin Plank thinks that it's for me. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not for me. <laughs> He's like, good luck with your choppers, and I'm like, no, my choppers are fine. <laughs> We're trying to help retire. Like the amount of things yeah. that have gone on since Eddie called in, yeah. and made those initial that initial pick, yeah, and and how we've now gotten involved with him with Danielle, this guy Tommy, this, I mean, the people that Al are talking to, I'm right. in, I'm in the, everybody's involved now for Eddie here. Like imagine that dentist's office when they're expecting Boomer Sison to come in, and Eddie walks in, goes, "Hey, I'm Eddie Brown, friend of Boomers." <laughs> I call. Oh, we spoke on the phone. My government phone. The screen has cracked. My phone. It's the first time I've left home with my phone. <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. I'll, I'll call the dentist and we'll see. We'll see where we're going to go with this. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of feel like we all have a little bit of skin in the game, but we're also uh, benefiting from Eddie as well. Yeah, I mean, Eddie is giving back to all of us, actually. There, there are exactly carbon copies of Eddie in every single Long Island OTB. Every single Long Island OTB has an Eddie that looks exactly like that sitting in the back with the racing form. But Eddie's got to make sure that that GoFundMe page is used for those teeth. Not for anything else. Yeah, and that's why I was but, put up. Right, but I think we can... We can see how that happens because it's a visual thing. And if he doesn't get the teeth fixed, then he goes to a room. Well, i to make sure. No, we that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a real problem. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and if, uh, you know, he probably won't even raise enough with what. I don't that know. Kind we'll see. Maybe the, den maybe the dentist will do a solid, too. You never know. Well, the, yeah. The goal on the page is $25,000. I don't know where they got that number from, but that's, that's the goal on the GoFundMe page. Is that what new choppers cost? I don't know. I really have no idea. 
He's at uh, 9000 right now. <laughs> Money raised? Correct. All right, good for him. And, you know, and, and <laughs> we'll have him in studio when he gets his new choppers. How's that? Yeah, no, that would, that would be He's great. He's going to have ice in it. <laughs> An ice grill. <laughs> good. Oh, that would be tremendous. Uh, by the way, a lot of people were asking me this question, and we did get the answer to it off the air. Uh, that is, how did Eddie fund his mobile betting account or online betting account when he doesn't have a bank account? And the answer to that was, I guess he has a, a government-issued debit card? Something like that. So he, the whatever online site he used accepted his government-issued debit card that he has. Well, and it's good to know my taxes are going to. But, but he, he can't withdraw on that. Right, so he can't, of course not. Because that's just perfect. So he can't get the money out. So I believe that there are people around him, all these folks that are down the moons that are now surrounding Eddie's planet. Yes. uh, Are helping him set up a bank account so he can withdraw those funds. And how did that guy find him? Maybe he just... (laughs) DM'd him or something, but yeah, who I need to know more about this Tom guy. Yeah, I think he's. I think, <laughs> and again, there's a lot of involvement. Here. I think he's friendly with the woman who reached out online. Oh, Danielle. Yeah, man, Danielle is just neck deep <laughs> in this mess. <laughs> she told me she was involved all day on this. <laughs> I mean, she's got like a family and a job and everything else. This swirling Eddie vortex around her now. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes, though, man. Yes. This is how it goes. Once you're in, you are in. But I really, I, I do believe that we're working with a with a good man here, and I do believe that he will use this money for the right thing, and the teeth will get fixed. And by the way, the people who are following his picks absolutely adore him because he's winning them money, and he's doing it in an entertaining way. If you look at his mentions, there is so much love for Eddie in those mentions. It's incredible. So there you go. That video is up. I'd like to get that video out on Twitter for people that uh, the the radio audience is. You know, the amazing thing about all of this is it all started with me riding a donkey (laughs) 40 years ago. Yeah, started with you and an ass. (laughs) Yeah, it's like me and three asses right now. Yeah, but uh, me and Dave Remington on a donkey. That's where it all started. On donkeys, I should say. Yeah, and, and Eddie, think about that. Eddie was there that day 40 years ago. Young Eddie. Watching you ride that donkey. Now, fast forward to 2023, we're getting them new teeth. <laughs> Only in radio, right? Right. Only in radio. Uh, actually, there's something very, very fulfilling about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've learned more about Eddie, and Eddie seems to be a guy who is... But you want to help. You want to help him out. Yeah, he's been down on his luck, and we want to be able to help. Well, I mean... As long as he's making you money and you throw him a little piece of the big or, you know, a little piece of the pie, what's what's wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that as long as he uses it to get his teeth. Well, uh, we got to make sure he gets his teeth and yeah. hopefully we'll get a deal with that. Born Gio Coney live from the Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Giants, Eagles, just a couple of days away now. Saturday night, divisional playoff weekend. Brandon Jacobs stopped by and uh, rubbed it in my face a little bit, giving me some Giants paraphernalia and letting me know how much my team lets me down and how big a loser they are and how big a loser I am. 
So you can check that out on the free Odyssey app, Giants fans, if you'd want to enjoy that. I actually, I'm sure I had a shocked face also on CBS Sports. Uh, you probably did. Burst through the door, that's right. Uh, you know, the interesting thing uh, is yesterday I had lunch uh, with Doug Wells down in uh, Edison, New Jersey at yeah. Tommy's Tavern. Okay. So Tommy's Tavern is a great place. I mean, I had uh, a pizza margarita and then I also had sushi. Wow. So that's the range of this menu at this place. Okay. And it is a very large place. And I asked Doug, I said, what is this place going to be like for the Giant game? Friday night for the Giant well, Saturday game. night, yes. Saturday night for the Giant game. I mean, probably packed to the gills. I mean, we had like a, a little bit of like a mid-afternoon lunch, so it was, wasn't as crowded. Yeah. But um, I have to say, man, that place is a, that, that place is a cool place. Yeah. I, mean, I could see how, like, if you went with like 10 of your buddies to that oh, place, yeah. it would, it's going to be insane. Yeah, and, and the warm weather booms, they have an... Yeah, the upstairs, yeah, too. Doug outside, was telling me about yeah. that. Yeah, it was really oh, nice. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I've missed with rooting for an out-of-town football team is is rooting with a bunch of fans of, you know, I have of one or two, one yeah. or two, but I can't, like, I'm not going to go to a bar and everybody's, you know, high-fiving strangers and stuff. It just just doesn't happen. So I'm jealous of that on a Saturday night playoff yeah, game. Yeah, so it's like watching a game with your buddies, man. Like, yeah. like, you know, tonight I got Boston and the Rangers, man. It's like, I'll be locked into that game. Sure. I mean, it's the same exact thing. How how my team is going to be playing against the best team in the NHL right now. Yeah, right. That, that, that skated circles around the Islanders. Like. There's a good comparison there. Good yeah. comparison. Between Man, for there. me, it's good. That's it's another good. boomer forced right. hockey reference. Yeah, well, it's a forced hockey reference because it's going to get it's going to get heated here. It's going to get heated. Yeah. Uh, so the Giants are continuing right now their road to Arizona, and they did have a road to Arizona in their past as well that worked out very well That's for them. That's another thing. That's another yes. The sports gods. All these things are lining up, man. They are lining up, and the road to Arizona is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila, brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona is also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther, and by Key Food. Get all your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Brandon brought up the whole... Supermarkets. Hello. Six seed, one seed, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the whole Arizona thing. It's another thing. And could you imagine? So they meet uh, either Burrow... I don't think they'll meet the the Jaguars, but they're either going to meet Burrow, Allen... Or Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl mm. if they make it in Arizona, and yeah. what's the, what's the spread in that game going to be? Well, I mean, probably the same as the Patriots back in two thousand and seven. <laughs> you know, two I mean, touchdowns, whatever eerie. it is. I mean, come on, you got to you got to admit it's eerie. It is getting eerie. I mean, it'll be really eerie if they end up beating the Eagles because that's the same thing as two thousand and seven, essentially. So yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's it. Things are lining up right now, but. You know, we still got a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. By, by the way, speaking of Arizona, uh, Stephen Waldron of CBS Sports sent us uh, an email yesterday with some ideas, things to do that he would like to film, you know, while we were out there. What? And he just... And what? He, what do you mean, what? <laughs> well, I'm going to be filming things when I'm out. I'm playing golf when I'm out there. Well, he would like you to do one thing. Uh, what is that? Go up in a hot air balloon. He wants you in a hot air balloon. I just just actually got the text. Would Boomer want to go up in a hot air balloon? Pay me, bitch. Monday the 6th. Monday after the show. Me, you, Stephen Waldron. I think 10 people can get in that yeah, hot air balloon. tried to coordinate, but we just try to take the whole show out at once. <laughs> no, come on. It's safe. It's, it's, it's a bet. You're in a basket in the sky. 
It would, uh, yeah, worst case I, scenario, it drifts down. I was out in Arizona. I've seen, I've seen these things. Oh, yeah, I would imagine, yeah. Right. I don't think I could do Monday morning. I could probably do it like Monday afternoon around 1 o'clock or something. Oh, okay. All right. So mm. what about 3.30? Why 3.30? I think this hot air balloon goes up twice a day. Oh, 3.30? I could make that, yeah. Oh, you could? Wow. I think I, only on Monday. Not, nothing else. Do you hear that, Steven? Saddle up, big guy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Yes. We're going to get the big guy in the hot air balloon. That's going to be tremendous. So that's, that's one thing I've never done before. Okay. I think I, I did it once when I was a kid, and I thought it was very, very cool. And it's not like things you're not like swaying right. around. It's just like you're sitting in a basket in the sky. Now, I mean, I've done an F-16, so I'm, uh, no. why not just do a, a balloon? Right. right. Exactly. Uh, Steven, would you like all of us to cram in that balloon? Well, Al and Jerry have said they do not that they, that they do not want to come to the hot air balloon. I will come to the hot air Correct. balloon to film. I cannot get in a hot air balloon. Really? Basket. Okay. I mean, I can understand how some people would be scared of it, and I don't want to judge them. But you just don't want to do anything. No, no. I I told Stephen. I sent him back. I said I am interested in everything on this list except for the hot air balloon. I'm afraid of heights. Oh, okay. That makes I was sense. the most interested in that. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of heights too myself. I mean, but I'll get over it. Man up. <laughs> Let's go. See, heights don't bother me. What bothers me is the claustrophobia thing. Like, if, if Stephen was like, hey, we're going to put you in an MRI machine for an hour, <laughs> film it, I'd be like, no way. Can't do it. Uh, but the hot air balloon. <laughs> but I, I don't mind, like, a helicopter. But it's yeah, just no, that. Been there, yeah. Or just the fact that open air. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. And it seems like, like sort of prehistoric. Like, this hasn't changed since the caveman lit a fire over there a balloon. <laughs> Like it's the same technology. They, they actually didn't do that, but <laughs> unless you believe in the ancient aliens thing. <laughs> so Eddie, you're in on the hot air balloon. You know, you oh, have, yeah. I, I know you're probably going to go on one of your hikes or two of your hikes. The last time we were there, you were a big hiker, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, you have more of a chance getting bit by a snake than you do getting, you know, scorpions are out there yeah, as well. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm. I told Stephen I'm the only one without wife, girlfriend, child, or the opportunity to make five K for talking for five minutes. So <laughs> I'm in for everything. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Um, so all right, so you're, you you'll have a. <laughs> you are you're right about that. Everyone of us is bringing family or significant others or everything else. I'm bringing my golf clubs. Yeah, no, I know. I probably should have done more of that, but <sighs> well, we could talk off the air. I got three rounds. All set up, ready to roll. Okay, good. I'm, I'm sure you, you do. You got no shot <clears throat> of what? No, he no, he did offer at one point, one of the days, but I don't, I don't know. Um, the uh, the tra the um, travelers. Oh my goodness, the um, Phoenix Open, the Waste yes. Management Open. Are you interested well, in going to that? I told you we had to get on that. So is that the, that that's the Friday of the game, right? Yeah. So it's thir practice round Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but. Right. Um, of course. Well, what day do you want to go? I mean, any day but Friday, I guess. I guess either Wednesday or for the practice round or Thursday for the first round. I'm out for Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, are you? Yeah. All right, so we can't do that together. I'm going to have to hop on with some other people who are in. You think, is that a thing? Because I've actually. That is a thing. It's 100%. No, 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 no. I was going to say, is, you didn't let me finish. Oh, is that a thing that if I brought Sabrina to, that no, she would no. be no, 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 interested no, no. enough to no, like. No. Is it, not at all. So no. she would probably. Nope. Oh, man. No, 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 skip no, 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 no. I'm going to have to skip it then. That's out. That's a big one for me. I mean, if you go on, if you go on Wednesday, it's a lot of fun because, you know, that is the. Uh, 
that's the practice round day. Everybody's really loose, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of screaming and yelling that's going on at that. And I'm sure, you know, uh, Shawnee or Patrick would take good care of you. Oh, of course, yeah, Winners Brothers, 100%. Yeah. 100%, yeah. I mean, can I then that day be like, hey, you know, you guys flew all the way out here to hang out with me. You go do your thing while I go to the waste management practice round. I don't think I could do that. There's no way. You know? No way. That wouldn't be. Maybe they could go to like a children's museum or something. There's a bunch of stuff around there for kids. Yeah. yeah you bunch go over of there. stuff. You go over there. A lot of great be. stuff, too. Yeah, I know. We've been we've been planning things, aquariums, zoos, and everything else. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're in with the hot air balloon, though. That's awesome. Me, you, and Eddie. Why wouldn't I be? I don't know. I mean, you eat steak, you know, well done. There's certain things you don't like. You know, I don't know. Maybe you'd be afraid of heights as well. Wouldn't want it. You know, there's certain things people don't want to do. You know, like Al. Never wants to do anything. No, all those other things definitely I'm interested in. Horseback riding, the zoo, aquariums. Big <laughs> balloon fest. <laughs> Oh, Eddie's going to be unbelievable up there in that balloon. He's just going to be absolutely incredible. If you look 14 miles to your west, you'll see the reservation of the original Algonquins. You settled here roughly in the 1350s. Imagine the questions he'll have for the hot air balloon. Oh, God. And oh. I, ho- I hope that hot air balloon person has an accent so that Eddie can then mimic that accent like he did down in Miami when we were on that boat. Over there is where they have the helicopter pad where people with the helicopters will land. Eddie Scazzeri then goes, oh, Excuse me. <laughs> Can you point out where the helicopter pad is again? <laughs> I was distracted and I need to know where uh, the helicopter lands. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. It's right over there, actually. That is, that is like just... <laughs> Unbelievable. Cringeworthy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely cringeworthy. Uh, let's go to Eddie down the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, man. I, I got to tell you, 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 got me, you got me hooked on this guy, Eddie. Uh, it's nuts. Last <laughs> night, North Alabama, right? Yep. If you were watching this game, which you, I have no way of watching it on television, I'm in playing the game on my app. At one point, North Alabama was plus five sixty. I hit it for twenty five bucks. <laughs> three minutes later, plus three eighty. I'm having a cocktail before I'm moving to Florida. My last night in New Jersey, twenty five bucks. I wound up like in playing this game twelve times, <laughs> and it won. <laughs> I got to at least buy some toothpaste or something. (laughs) (laughs) Some Lavoris. I mean, hell, I'll even go sit in the waiting room while he's getting it done. uh, This is the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, I know it is. And you are one of thousands all over our listening audience who have the same experience. They're tailing them and winning every single night. Now, guess what I do the other night? I had a pretty good weekend. If you watch some of the, obviously you watch all the games, all the games went over except Monday. Yeah. So I parlayed all the overs. So I had a pretty good weekend. Yeah. I I mean, that is. I take the bet the other night. He had Davidson and New Mexico. I parlayed that. I would like, I would never bet. I didn't even know Mexico had a college, (laughs) let alone basketball. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the point. That's the point about the whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's nutty, Boomer. Yeah, it is nutty. Last night on the Jersey Shore in Tom's River, uh, and I'm sitting at the bar, and they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm trying to watch North Alabama. They're like, man, you are degenerate. <laughs> I, go, I go, I just want to get some guys some teeth. I'm just trying to help the guy out. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And then you make sure you give uh, our boy Eddie a nice little tip. Yeah, on those I, wins. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is one of the craziest things in the world if you really think about it. Just absolute insanity. This story. Right. Quickly, Walter has a very in depth question. Walter, New Jersey. What's happening, Walter? Not bad, uh, Bar. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Awesome, but I'm glad you uh, answered, not Gio. But I got a question for Gio. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think is uh, bigger, the hot air balloon or Boomer's head? And could he actually spit in that, the hot air balloon? <laughs> Thanks, Walter. <laughs> Appreciate that. I do believe the balloon is slightly bigger. Yeah, I think just to answer the caller's question. Yeah, but I do have a very large head. You do, yeah. Yes. Something you don't hide from? No. How, how can you? <laughs> you really can't. It's out there for everybody to see. Like, see this big square forehead? Yeah. That's not otherwise known as a square head. Yeah, this that hot air balloon, whoever is taking us up in there, operator, pilot, or whatever, is going to have a lot of pressure on him now that Gigantic you're Gigantic balloons. Because once you enter there, former NFL MVP, Super Bowl week, he's got to make sure that thing really doesn't crash. He's going to have a lot of yeah, pressure on I, him. You know, usually, normally, when I talk about airplanes or helicopters or balloons, I don't usually use that C word. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> don't use the C word when uh, we're talking about that. Okay. Beautiful sure. balloons. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Making sure there's no um, malfunctions. How's that go? Okay. And then you see the story Boomer Esiason and six other hominids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Coney alive for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. We've got Chris Lepresti back with us. He's going to give us an update. But first, uh, there was some consternation out in the hallway just now in the break because the architect here, our general manager, heard the last segment about Boomer going up in the hot air balloon and was not happy about it. There's a big brain trust meeting out there. Right. So, and it was, I, I, I don't, I think they were concerned. Yeah, it's concerned enough to, I think, say no to this thing. So we've got a problem. I know Stephen Waldron was doing backflips over there in the CBS Sports Network control room because Boomer agreed to go up in the hot air balloon. But I do think that the radio bosses here may just, no pun intended, spike this this idea. Time out. (laughs) out. It's not in my contract. I can do whatever I want. They don't have in my contract. I'm not allowed to do things. This Mm -hmm. is not like... I'm starting quarterback for the Giants, you know what I mean? Yeah, or you're like playing basketball like Aaron Boone did and tore his knee apart. Yeah, I went skiing when I played. Yeah, I just, I would, if I were... I the mountain at, uh, you know, Jackson Hole, Telluride, Vail, I did all those things. So you're basically saying that whatever they say doesn't matter if you're going up. All right, I I heard their concern. Okay. What? I said good for you. I heard their concern. Because you're not doing it here in the building, it would be allowed. Because you guys had the time where you had to have like a EMT come in to do yeah, something. Yeah, that was right? a little over overkill. But that's well, not that's, that's the not point. the brain trust. That's somebody yeah. upstairs. Oh well, I was all they're thinking about they? is liability. Right, they get the lawyers involved. I mean, I you hear some of the advertising on this station. Yeah, slip and fall will get you a million dollars. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to Camp Lejeune. <laughs> right, exactly. Dot com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Former NFL MVP quarterbacks <laughs> right to sue. Dot com. 
Um, <laughs> so the uh, the architect also has no idea how a hot air balloon works because he said, who is in this hot air balloon? And I said, as far as I know, it's going to be me, Boomer, Eddie, and Stephen Waldron. And then he goes, which one of you is going to operate it? Oh, <laughs> I said, no. I said, it's an operator, does it? Like the guy, he, he thinks that we're going up and pulling that yeah. thing to set the fire up. You and guys we're going to do charge. it ourselves. Right. And by the way, this is a tourist thing that's been going on for years and years My and years. My senior citizen's parents have done it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, how high is the wall in those things? The basket? Yes. Probably about, uh, what, about four and a half feet, maybe? Maybe five feet? You fall over the thing. I would stop. Stop making things up. I mean, you you, <sighs> you conjure these things up in your brain. And, how, and then though? it comes out I, of your mouth. Here's the other thing. Like, Boomer would be jokingly like <laughs> pushing one of us over, <laughs> yeah, yeah, over the edge yeah, by absolutely. his ankles. Yeah. Time to play molecules, Al. <laughs> I mean, like just Al and I were playing molecules in the uh, the elevator not, not too long ago, a couple years ago, right? Yep. Number of years ago. And then maybe eight. eight. Was it really that long ago? If not more. <laughs> Really? Yep. Time you know, the last time you, fun. you did last time we were in Arizona as a show for the Super Bowl was 2008. That was that, you know. No, I think that was the first one. There was this there was a second one. Yeah, there was. Patriots Seahawks. Yeah. Which was um 49. Yeah, was that February of Did we go out there for Feb that as well? We did. Yeah, it was the year after the one here. So it would have been February of 15, I believe. Oh, late okay. January so, 15, 2015. So 8 years. Yeah, I just uh probably did the wrong thing by googling hot air balloon accident oh great we've got hot air balloon collides with moving train in wisconsin <laughs> yeah we're not gonna be in wisconsin if there are no trains in phoenix <laughs> california hot air balloon ride turns into nightmare and this is my favorite the deadliest hot air balloon crashes so there's obviously several yeah. of them that they have gone and ran go using a c word again yeah, but again, right. you can find that for almost anything, G. Sitting in a hotel room? Yeah. You could die in sitting in a hotel room? Sure. Something can well, happen. Well, if you have a heart attack. Yeah, and there's maybe. a million things. If you search hard enough, you can find it. Come on. Hot air balloon. You tell me cars and trains and planes don't ever crash? Yeah, two tours dead. Oh, boy. I see. Like, got a sports You're being update. You're a worst case scenario guy over there. I do. So why I, but you? But the other thing is, they, they actually Spike saw the silver lining in all of this, which was what? if that happened. Think of the ratings that that day after. Oh, I thought you were going to say the money of the company. Who would they put in the spot? Jerry in for I, a boomer. No. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> I know exactly who would be sitting here. Uh, Spank. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> la, la, la. I feel like he would have been. He probably tipped off the operator to do it. Um, yeah, listen to this line. Yeah, the basket is tipped and dragged along by the wind buffeting the balloon. Some of the passengers still whimpering as they clung on inside. Jeez. Mm -hmm. <sighs> whimpering. I could see that. You guys are whimperers. <laughs> we see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's got 7 million views. All right. You had enough over there? Yes. All right. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. A couple of housekeeping things here. We've talked this morning about how Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale are not 
interviewing this week for the uh, head coaching vacancies that they have been uh, contacted about, but we do have dates for when they will. So Kafka has interviews set for Sunday with the Colts, Panthers, and Texans. So the day after, of course, the Giants and the Eagles will play in Philadelphia, and uh, Wink Martindale will also speak with the Colts on Sunday. The Giants with six straight wins against number one seeds, which is the longest streaks and seeding began back in 1975. International game schedule for next season, or at least the teams that will be playing, was released this morning. You'll have the Bills, the Titans, and the Jaguars playing games in London, and the Chiefs and the Patriots will both play games in Germany. Uh, Gio, if I could distract you for a second away from looking at uh, death and tragedy and people dying in hot air balloon accidents. Yes. Um, you ran down the Stephen A. Smith situation earlier in the program with yeah. the uh, Rihanna fans mm-hmm. on whatever show that was that he was on. He was right? on with a show called Sherry. Okay. And she said, are you excited for Rihanna doing the halftime Super Bowl performance and he said yes i love rihanna she's great but she's not one thing she ain't beyonce and then the whole audience basically got their pitchforks and torches out and, and ready he had to, to apologize yes. right and as boomer pointed out you've seen him all these shows he must be pumping a book which he is but as it turns out uh his biggest opponent maybe not the rihanna fans uh someone else that we are familiar with who uh called him out for his busy schedule this week how dare you Miss openings of shows to do radio or TV interviews. I didn't miss. I didn't miss. You open. left at ten thirty. Oh, but that's what are you kidding? We didn't even have a talk at ten at ten, and you're running back from Howard Stern out of the office yet? Enough already. You've made a fortune. We get it. The book's not bad. We can we can move on. Can we move on from this stupid book? I've had enough of straight shooter. That's a stupid book now. <laughs> yeah, Apparently right. he was missing pre-show meetings and was a little late. And uh, Dog had some uh, issues with that. thought Stephen A, though, had a pretty good comeback. His dog was ripping his book and saying it's stupid and enough with it already. Where am I appearing on today? That's at 4 o'clock. There's no first take then. You said you're tired of the book. <laughs> what you're talking about? 4 o'clock. <laughs> 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 you're, you're, you're interviewing me at 4 o'clock. Oh, I had no At 4 o'clock. We mean, yeah, no because you're moving on the show, that's why. I had to throw a phone back. So, of course, one of the radio. Yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. He later the- hit him with one of the, yeah, you're doing Poughkeepsie radio. <laughs> you're missing the start of the show. Well, the funniest part about this video is the visual of so Molly Queerum, who is the host of First Poor Take. Molly. Poor so Molly. she's about to get in between the two of them to break it up. And Marcus Spears, a former yeah. NFL player, grabs her like gently yeah. and just brings her back away from it because he knows that this was like TV gold. So he's like, just let it happen. And just also let it make happen, sure Molly. she didn't get caught in the fire there a little well, bit. Well, yeah, yeah, right, right. And the way it's shot, it's perfect because you kind of don't see him. You just see his arm basically <laughs> tugging her off to the side <laughs> so out of harm's way. I'm sure yeah. you saw many teammates go at it in the locker room. Oh, Without you know, a doubt. Let the guys go, man. Absolutely. It's very interesting to watch those yeah, things. Let them get it out. Yes. <laughs> Only issue for the Cowboys coming out of their win over the Bucks, of course, Brett Maher and the four missed extra points. So they did sign kicker Tristan Viscaino as insurance to the practice squad. They were going to see how Maher fared uh, in practice, I guess, today and tomorrow. Yeah. Once again, though. Doesn't matter. Right. He could have a perfect week. Yes. That pressure you don't feel until you're out there on the field in a game that matters. So they, I mean, I know it's impossible to dress two kickers, but I mean, you might have to. Because this is, you can't go into this game, like, hand, you know, at this position that unsure of whether he can kick an extra point. I know they did sign another kicker. Yeah, they just said that, yeah. Right, right. I know that. But what I'm saying is that that's for if he fails this week. 
and he would then be signed next week to be the starter. I uh, see. I don't know. I mean, I think that that, if he that's has, what I'm telling you. I mean, if he's having a, a terrible week of practice, Maher, then I think Viscaino goes out there and he ends up kicking for him. Very well. Here's Cowboys special teams coordinator John Fossil trending lightly on the subject. I believe in the yips and I believe in the hot hand. You know, and he had a hot hand. You know, let's face it. We missed four kicks all season. A PAT, a 49-yarder, and two 57-yarders. And then, you know, the yips happened, so... So I'd expect, you know, a hot hand coming up. No. Will the hot hand back into existence, maybe? Interesting that he's openly talking about the yips. I mean, we all obviously I mean, know is. that's the case. Right. It's his own coordinator there. Yeah, but, you know, John Postle has been around for a long time. Yes. And, you know, he's totally secure in what he does. And he knows that, you know, if, if he ever had to be fired by the Cowboys or something, he'd be hired immediately. By any other team in the league that is desperately looking for a top-end, you know, special teams coach. No doubt. Uh, let's play quickly. Name that remaining playoff quarterback, and I'll play you guys a sound and see if you can figure out who the heck this is. <sighs> wow! There's only what eight to choose from. Yeah. <sighs> I'll say Brock Purdy. Boomer, we check to you. Let me hear one more time. <sighs> Not a lot of clues there. I know. Um. Josh Allen? 0 for 2. Joe, is there anything you can take away from that series plus that you played the first time in Buffalo? Some, maybe. Oh, I mean, that's a completely different person doing those two things. I mean, that didn't sound like him at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He had an interesting day yesterday. Forgot about the press conference, showed up in the wrong jerseys, making weird noises. Maybe that's good news for the Bengals, though. We'll see. Uh, as far as the Knicks go, they were not so great last night at home. Down 13 after the first quarter. Ended up losing to the Wizards at the Garden, 116-105. You had double-doubles from Kristaps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma, while the Knicks shot 27% from three-point Rangers. Tom Thibodeau on his team's offensive struggles. We're not making shots right now, so... That's probably the biggest thing. And it's kind of important. And the Knicks are now 25-21 and 21 overall, but just 11-13 and 13 at home. They will visit the Hawks tomorrow night. Mitchell Robinson was going to have his sprained thumb uh, evaluated today after he left last night's game early. By the way, Jalen Brunson rocking the Jalen Hurts jersey to MSG last night, which you kind of understand. South Jersey, Philadelphia, or Pennsylvania history yeah. and roots. Uh, I know. Give him credit for I doing I, it this I, week, though, I right? I know, man. We love you, Jalen. We love you. You're playing great, but man, it's keeping it real. It's being yeah, who he is. I, I know, I know that. But you, you're gonna wear an Eagles jersey to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, that's he's a huge fan. Okay, he's supposed to do. Now nah, you gotta be. You gotta root for. You gotta root for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is he wants to see them win the game. He's not gonna lie about it. Yep. Let me quickly uh, give these to Boomer since I kind of wet his whistle with it earlier. Uh, Porzingis after the game. Uh, talking about his time with the Knicks and regrets how it ended. The way the trade happened, like I did some dumb stuff, like some cryptic tweets and some what 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 was that? The, the whole process was just a mess, you know. Um, so I didn't like the way things ended. I'm not. That wasn't like how I wanted it to end. If it did end. And he said mistakes were made. Maybe should have apologized at the time. If I should have said anything, it was right after I got traded. Now it's it's too late, and I think now maybe fans are are easing up on me and kind of understanding that I was. It was what it was at that moment when I was young. Sounded a little nostalgic after the game talking yeah. about his I mean, uh, next time. I mean, the fans are easing up on you because we don't care anymore. Right. It's a long time ago. Well, it's good for him. He can come in and not get booed, and they can come in, he can drop 22, and his team can win, and he can go home and be done with it. Right.
Absolutely. That works in a out weird nice pink Wizards jersey. Yes, exactly right. Bizarre. Nets and Suns tonight from Phoenix. Coverage 950 on the fan as well as the free Odyssey app. You had Seton Hall put together a comeback win over UConn last night, 67-66 at the Rock. Jerry will be with Rutgers tonight at Michigan State. That's a 630 start in East Lansing. Bruins over the Islanders, 4-1. to Boston first place, really just in the entire league. And they'll turn around and visit the Rangers tonight at the Garden. The Islanders visit Buffalo and the Devils are out in Seattle again the Kraken. That brings us to moment of the day. It is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Two-parter, shorter, uh, as we had a special in-studio guest this morning to surprise Gio with a uh, giant swag box. By the way, I do have a friend that wants to come in and say hello to you. Oh, oh man, you know, is it yeah. Brandon Jacobs? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Jacobs is coming. What? Hey, Brandon, what's happening? Are you here to kick my ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hey, 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 Brandon, how's it going, man? Great, great to see you. Brandon, good to see you, man. Oh, God. This is not good. Congratulations on all your success and your team and everything, Brandon. I really I really believed it's on. Now, I really believed in the Giants the whole time. I I don't know what you've heard, but uh, really, I've got the ultimate respect for that organization. <laughs> sure you have. Right into Ask Kiss or Moda. Who could blame you? The dude's jacked. You don't want to run into that problem. Uh, and then when he got to his game analysis for Saturday night, Giants-Eagles, of course, thought it started pretty fair and objective, but uh, just couldn't quite help himself at the end here. The Philadelphia Eagles hadn't been playing the best over the last, well, now granted, they didn't have Jalen Hurts over the last, what, four weeks or so, um, but... I think it's. I, I I really do think that they're all up, nice and waxed up and shaved up to get whooped. <laughs> <laughs> waxed and shaved I, I up. Like it. Waxed up for a whooping. Let's put yeah. that on a t-shirt for Saturday night. Let's go. Yeah, all waxed up and shaved up for a whooping. For a whooping. You know, when you see when you see him in person, you forget how big he is. Yeah, and then you forget about the hammer that he was. You know, for the Giants, especially when they needed him late in games. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I know you haven't, but I'm just like you know. It's amazing how long ago that all happened. I know. I mean, think about it. We're just talking about a funny Al story from the last Arizona Super Bowl that you guys went to. And that teenage Filipino boy on the bus up to uh, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I didn't take a Filipino boy on a bus. I was on a bus. He was on a bus. And you guys, guys became with, friends. They just happened to meet on the bus. <laughs> we did it. We were both traveling solo. Yeah. We. This was in the era before selfies. He needed photos taken. I needed photos taken. So we took photos of each other. And you know what's crazy? That little F Filipino boy today, George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Amazing how it's all worked out. Uh, oh, that's great. <laughs> Before uh, selfies? Come on. We had selfies eight years ago. It was, this was 15 years ago. 15 oh, years ago. the most recent one? No. Okay, my no. fault. Then. Yeah. My and mistake. it was regular. There were no cameras on our phones. It was the, the whole thing. That makes more sense. Yeah. And we right. didn't speak the same language, but we gestured. I take your photo, you right. take my photo. and <laughs> They had a connection. Friendship was born. <laughs> it smelled like teenage boy. <laughs> how was okay. that even a thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You okay. love teenage boys soon. That they have a certain smell. I understand, but yeah, it's Eddie. He it's has disgusting. everything. So. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. All right, very good. Yes. See, Your car smells like a young, active man. <laughs> Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I've got three social media stories for you. One involves a current NFL player. 
The other involves our buddy Eddie Money, the sports jockey. And the other involves our buddy third string update anchor Peter Schwartz. Which one would you like first? <laughs> All right, let's uh let's do the the NFL one first. All right, the NFL one. So Trey Lance, of course, has been out for a very long time because of his injury, and he was supposed to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers this year. So Ran Carthon, who was a part of the 49ers organization, got the job, the GM job for the Tennessee Titans. Right. So when that broke, Trey Lance on his Instagram posted a picture of Ran Carthon with fingers crossed emojis. Yeah, he wants to go to Tennessee with Ran Carthon and get the hell out of uh, San Francisco. Yeah, One, two, three, fingers crossed. Yeah, how do you think Malik Willis feels about that? How do you think Ryan Tannehill feels about that? Probably not great. Right. But you think that there's no room for interpretation there at all? Nothing. Okay. He wants to be with Rand Carthon in Tennessee, and he wants to get out of this kind of weird spot he's in 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 San Francisco. So you don't think he's like, hey, fingers crossed for you to do a good job? He's doing fingers crossed, get me the hell out of here? That's that's how I would interpret it, yes. Okay. All right, very good. Uh, Next one, would you like uh, Eddie Money's Instagram post? All right, Eddie Money. All right, so Eddie Money. Eddie for Money. Eddie Four Money, our sports betting jockey, who has made a lot of people a lot of money. So as he is in the process of watching this North Alabama game, he sees a foul that happens. And he didn't think that the foul was a correct call. So, I mean, if you go to these college basketball games, nobody thinks any foul is a correct call. Especially when you are gambling on the game. By the way, Eddie did win his pick again. If you didn't hear us earlier, he won the pick, which is amazing. So he tweets out a word talking about this foul that's not a good word. And there's people that are responding to him. I'm not going to say the word. He tweets out the word. There's people who are responding to him. Uh, you got to tell me the word. I can't. I'm not going to tell you the word. Okay. I'll show you the word. I mean, he got, all right, so he got mad at a, a, a non-foul. Yeah. The sword. There you go. Huh. Okay. So he tweets. He needs a, maybe he has a limited... You know, vocabulary. Who knows? He needs to expand it. <laughs> Surprised I got past his social media team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> by, by the way, if he tweeted this word out, which I'm sure he has done to his previous 23 followers, now he has expanded his followers to over 12,000. He is now going to be, like, just totally shamed on Twitter. Yes, that is correct. Eventually, it's going to happen, yes. So... He tweets this out. The first response is from a man named Brian C. Smith. He goes, you should use a different word, buddy. Robbed works. And then Eddie says, I'm sorry. I was into the game. The officials were horrible. But I know that when I bet these kind of games. And then this Brian C. Smith responds and says, no worries, brother. I get the heat of the moment. The problem is Twitter is forever. You don't want the cancel police coming for our goat. Greatest of all time. Have a great day. Uh, the Kansas police ain't coming for that for him. I no, mean, you know, they're not. You know, he's got enough uh, support out there that uh, will keep him alive and well. So you click on Brian C. Smith's profile, and he is none other than the mayor of Irvington, New York. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So this is what's going on out there. This is the reach, and we know, and we know Brian. Of, I think we do know Brian because uh, when we played softball up there against the Hebrew home. Uh, that's right. Yes, absolutely. Good job. 
All right, so the last social media story, uh, this is a screenshot someone sent me from Facebook where Peter Schwartz is in the comments. Peter Schwartz, our third string update anchor, uh, very large he's man. Our, he's our Brock Purdy. Right, yes. He's, <laughs> he's sort of. Yes. So Peter's in a discussion with somebody about paying the $8 a month for the check mark back and forth with somebody. And the guy's like, I'm not paying $8 a month for my blue check mark on Twitter. And Peter responds, he goes, as a celebrity, I didn't have to pay the $8. As a celebrity. celebrity. Now, knowing Peter, you know he's not joking. <laughs> he is dead serious with that. He's out there on Facebook calling himself a legit celebrity. You know, he may be the guy that shoots down the balloon that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. No. We should, you know what we should do is show up with the balloon, with Peter Schwartz and see if they allow him in it. Is there a weight requirement for a there hot air balloon? Like, could have Peter be so disappointed stomping around angry? Just be the balloon leaning to one side. <laughs> Not your balloon. The basket leaning one way. Yes. But there's no way because, like, it's a it's a thousand pounds, well, so you know, he couldn't ride it. I mean, Peter is uh, his, his profile has risen because of this show here. Yeah, uh, I know he has the voice of some of the you know random sports that we have around here. Mm -hmm. But it's, there's no question that it's all been elevated, kind of like Eddie for Money has been elevated. That that is correct. So it's been a lot of people gaining celebrity from the show. Yes. So Peter Schwartz, as a celebrity, <laughs> I didn't have to pay eight bucks for my check mark. Oh, it's unbelievable. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.